Por completarte me rompí en pedazos Me lo advirtieron pero no hice caso Me di cuenta que lo tuyo es falso Fue la gota que rebasó el vaso No me digas que lo sientes Eso parece sincero pero te conozco bien y sé que mientes Te felicito que bien actúas Eso no me cabe duda Con tu papel continúa Filosofía barata, no la compro Lo siento en esa moto, ya no me monto La gente de dos caras no la soporto Yo que ponía las manos al fuego por ti Me tratas como una más de tus antojos Tu herida no me abrió la piel Pero si los ojos los tengo rojos De tanto llorar por ti Y ahora resulta que lo sientes Suena sincero pero te conozco bien Y sé que mientes que bien actúas De eso no me cabe duda Con tu papel continúa Te queda bien ese hecho Que felicito que bien actúas De eso no me cabe duda Con tu papel continúa Te queda bien ese hecho Que felicito que bien actúas Hablándote claro No te bloquees de las redes pa' que veas la otra en la mente No me cuentes más tu cara, no te lo contengué Yo vine y me pegué, estaba fronteando y consumí Ni mi ni mataba, parece que eso ya le gusta Y eso se le ve, tratando claro yo no fronteé Yo vine y me pegué, y no fui malo loco Il 
Me llama cuando quiero y te lo meto. Hay muchos envidiosos que tiran la mala. Tenemos en la guagua la Mercedes, no se sala. Aquel cabrón en cuatro pelos no te gala. Dime su nombre para escribirlo en una bala. Yeah. Cuando yo te vi, a mí se me paró el corazón. Me dejó de latir. Quiero que estemos solos. Y me descontrolo Discúlpame mi amor Por esta invitación Vámonos pa'l baño Que nadie nos está viendo Si no me conoces Nos vamos conociendo Sé que suena loco Pero me gusta tanto Estar un día más así Yo no lo aguanto Vámonos a la luna Vámonos pa'l cine Vamos a dar un beso Que nunca se termine Si quiere algo serio Hay que ver mañana Si somos novios Pues somos planas oh, oh, oh. Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Bienvenido a todo. Gracias por venir. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Tuesday, November 22, turned up Tuesday. We're playing some reggaeton and mumbaton. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on TikTok, Moments With Me Media. On Instagram, Moments Underscore With Underscore Me Underscore Media. And on Twitter, Moments With Me Media. And the mean everything is M.I. Coming up after this one, we're going to have the headlines. Hope your day is off to a good start. Seven minutes after the top of the hour. Coffee, then I'll go. 
here are the headlines we have for you today out of the Caribbean corner. Miss Antigua and Barbuda claims plus-sized beauty pageant is a scam. Over 220 cruise ships to visit Bermuda this season. Cuban president to visit St. Vincent and the Grenadines in December. A Jamaican woman has been reported missing in Trinidad. Staff protest alleged assault of vice principal at Ocherius Primary. Usain Bolt, Chris Gale, Usher, and more in Abu Dhabi for F1 Grand Prix. And I'm missing. Anyway, next time. News out of North America. U.S. gay club shooting suspect faces murder and hate crime charges. Herschel Walker releases new ad targeting the transgender athletes. One dead, at least 19 injured after a car drives through Massachusetts Apple Store. More than 100 migrants rescued from overloaded vessel before it hit sandbar in Florida Keys. And the Supreme Court dismisses challenge to Texas state legislative maps. On the international scene, China signs 27-year gas deal with Qatar Energy to secure supply. Factory fire kills at least 36 people in central China. Indonesian rescue workers race to find survivors after the Java quake. And South African court sends Zuma back to jail, says parole unlawful. In Latin America, fighting between armed groups leaves 18 dead in Colombia. In business and tech news in Brazil, Twitter uses fair effect of Musk's rule. And Twitter will not restore Alex Jones's account, says Elon Musk. Wringing its hands over FTX's collapse, Washington hopes to prevent more crypto pain. And court rules Bahamian regulators can recover expenses from FTX. In sports news, Jalen Brown clears up energy comments he made that appeared to show support for the black Hebrew Israelites outside of the Barclays Center. Saudi Arabia stuns Argentina with inspired second-half performance. In Believe It or Not, Stores FAMU grad student who was denied degree over viral nude photo will excuse me, finally receive it. And over 150 Roman Catholic priests in the Archdiocese of Baltimore accused of sexual and physical assault of 600-plus victims. I only have one question. When are we going to shut down the Roman Catholic Church? Enough is enough. In entertainment news, Todd and Julie Chrisley sentenced for fraud and tax crimes convictions. And uh, out of the Real Housewives of Potomac, fans accused the franchise of colorism following latest episode. And London on the track and father of Shensia's son responded to accusations from mother of London's daughter. We're going to have the details in the, of these stories and more coming up after a little more music. Did this type of no man I walk? Still choose you. You ain't saying I'm still choose you. 
QMZRadio.com and ChanoRadio.com. And of course, thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Got a lot of stories coming up for you today. Stories out of the Caribbean corner, out of North America. Business and tech news, health and science news, news out of the Latin American corner, believe it or not, stories and entertainment stories. And of course, we have great conversation always. Coming up later on this evening, 7 p.m. Eastern, it is the Rose Solo Show. Log on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, and FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. 
It's time for us to go ahead and get started, and we are starting off in the off. Did I say off? Yeah, off in the Caribbean corner. And our first story is out of Antigua and Barbuda. Miss Antigua and Barbuda claims plus-sized beauty pageant is a scam. The story is courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. A woman who was excited to represent plus-size women in a pageant earlier this month now wishes that she never entered. Eugenie Bailey, a woman of Antiguan parentage, had plans to win the Miss Plus Size Universe International Pageant for 2022, which was to take place on November 5th in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. But after being postponed twice, the show did not go on. However, that appears to be the least of Bailey's complaints, as she is now claiming that she and all of the other five delegates were ill-treated deceived and scammed. Bailey told Loop that all of the girls had to pay a registration fee of US $1,000 to cover accommodation, food, hair, makeup, and transportation, and still had to find their way to St. Vincent and source sponsors for everything else they needed. She believes that the money would have been enough if you put the money to where you said it was going to be. But according to her, that was not the case. Bailey was upset with herself for not taking heed to initial red flags, such as being given a bogus hotel name that was not even in St. Vincent, when she inquired about where she and the other contestants would be housed. According to her, she and the other girls stayed in an apartment where they were not only separated from each other, but some persons had nicer rooms than others. She said the food they got was not appropriate. In fact, she said the girls were not eating properly, having been given small meals and being left hungry for hours. In addition, Bailey claims that the pageant's organizer, Pearl Williams, treated them like children when they refused to eat fast food and requested to be taken to a grocery store. Furthermore, the 49-year-old is alleging that the pageant was biased before it even started, saying some girls got special treatment and some girls were told they won certain segments. But that's not all. Bailey believes that the pageant did not have to be postponed since most of the girls wanted the show to go on. She said they were given varying excuses such as the weather and no prize money. Bailey, therefore, believes that she and the other girls should be reimbursed. Meanwhile, a former contestant in the pageant is saying that her experience mirrors that of Bailey. Renee Edwards Ambrose, the first Antiguan to enter the contest in 2013, says she too found that the organizer was sketchy and therefore did not pay the registration fee. However, she said she was so excited about entering that she ignored the signs. She stated that not only was the pageant biased that year, but when she conducted investigations, 
she learned that many of the things they were told were lies. She said even to this day the winner of the pageant from her year has not received her prize money. Williams refused to comment on the matter, but at least some of the girls have indicated that the experience was not good enough to speak about. Loop News reached out to the pageant for a comment on the allegations, but they did not respond to the request. So, question, question. The first, Renee, you entered in 2013. You had your experience. You thought it was, the, the organizer was sketchy. You didn't pay your registration fee, right? So you ignored the red flags. Why didn't you share your experience with others who would come after you? So I think that was a little selfish, if you ask me. You had the opportunity to speak out, not in 2022. How many years later is that? Seven year, seven and two, nine years later. Is my math right? Please tell me. Don't let me embarrass myself on air. But um, you had approximately nine years to come forward. And you didn't. You could have prevented others from going through the same um, discomfort, so to speak. And then, um, what, what's your name? Eugenie? Eugenie? You could have not entered because you two saw red flags. Why did you um, proceed? Why did you proceed? I understand that you are supporting the idea that all shapes and sizes must be celebrated, right? Because we come in all shapes, sizes. There is not, for years, it has been pushed down our throat that thin is in. Some of them used to look as though they're damn near on starvation. Need, a con, need some cornmeal porridge make with um, coconut milk and condensed milk and all of that, right? I never approved of the paper-thin girls. So I think, though, in your desire and the excitement of um, wanting to show, hey, listen, we ought to be recognized because the world has a lot of us. A lot of people can identify with us. That should not blur your vision. You know, we talk about red flags. And the truth is, a lot of times we get ourselves into situations because we choose to ignore the red flags. And this person, whom, um, whoever is the orchestrator of this pageant, shame on you for taking advantage of these women. And you, it's nothing new. It's something you've been doing since 2013, as made evident in this article. Why are you doing that? Why are you scamming women who are trying to make an impact and show the world that we ought to be embraced? Then you're not eating properly, not feeding them properly, giving them small meals, having them being, leaving them hungry for hours, feeding them fast food, they don't want that, refusing to take them to a grocery store. biased treatment i hope they shut it down i really hope they do and it's a shame you had to go through that ladies 
We hop on over to Bermuda for our next story, also courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Over 220 cruise ships are set to visit Bermuda this season. Bermuda's transport minister has said that the 2023 cruise season is so far living up to expectations. Minister Wayne Ferbert told members of parliament on Friday that the territory would welcome at least 223 cruise calls during the 2023 season. Our 80% capacity projections estimate 559,000 cruise ship passengers and revenue is expected at $146.3 million in passenger and cruise spending, $23.6 million in passenger tax, $10.2 million in transport infrastructure tax, $6.6 million in visitor fees, $12.4 million in cruise ship export, um, cruise ship port expenses, for a total estimated economic impact of $200 million in 2023, which is an increase of 28% over 2022's estimate economic impact. And if the weather is accommodating, fingers crossed, it could be more. He said that Bermuda's contract partners, Norwegian Cruise Line and Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, will bring a combined 171 cruise calls this season. The calls include 84 stops from Norwegian's large ships and 21 from Royal Caribbean's celebrity brand. The Seabourn Ovation from Seabourn Cruise Line will debut in Bermuda on April 12, 2023. The Silver Nova, which is the world's first LNG fuel vessel, is also set to make two calls to Bermuda on November 16 and 22 in 2023. Ferbert added that the island is also attracting luxury small ships with the Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collection. Okay. And it is set to make its first call to Bermuda on April 17, 2023. Uh, James, I know that um, Bermuda was once your stomping ground. What is the What's their attraction there? What is fascinating about Bermuda that I should want to go to Bermuda? Uh, there's not much. In, if, if you're looking for like nightlife and stuff like that, there's not much. It's, it's more of like a relaxed vacation for like um, mostly old, rich white people. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but it, it's, it's relaxing. Um, the two main attractions... Um, there are a few attractions. There, there's a crystal cave that's pretty cool. Um, there's a pink sand beach, and for like it's a it's a good place for snorkeling and for um, for whale watching. But in terms of nightlife, no, okay. just like a relaxed type of vacation. Yeah, but the the good thing with the, with the cruise though is that the difference with Bermuda from like say Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, the cruise, the cruise stop in Bermuda. Um, local residents benefit more than even um, the like um, hotels and stuff like that. Or restaurants benefit also, but um, the locals, like craft vendors, benefit big time from from um, that because because Bermuda is so easy, the, the, the easy access of the island, and um, they don't really worry about like crime and stuff like that so um each each um tourist that that comes off uh, the, the the ship they are 
giving like um, bus bus passes and stuff like that so they can travel the island by themselves and um, vendors benefit a, a great deal from it. So that's a good thing. Okay. All right. Thank you, James. Never been one day. You know what has kept me from thinking about going to Bermuda? You know, when you're growing up and you'd hear the stories of the Bermuda Triangle and you're like, no, nope, I'll take a pass. <laughs> and I guess that has stuck with me. Um, I don't know how true that is, though, about the Bermuda Triangle. Is there any truth to it? Yeah, but but because of, you know, modern technology, GPS tracking and stuff like that, um, they fly around it. So there is truth to the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, yeah, there is truth. Oh. But but it was before modern like um like aircrafts and and um stuff used to go missing. But now with with um you know everything like you have like a route, so they they don't go they don't take that route anymore. <laughs> so it, but it's true though. <laughs> wow. Okay. What, what was it? The, the the planes would crash or they just disappear? What was it again? I'm 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 trying to I'm pulling it up on Google. They just disappear. So, which is where? So, where do they disappear to? That's the question. Where do they disappear to? Because if they're not under the ocean, where are they? Always. Well, no, nobody really knows. There, there's a, there's a part in between Bermuda and the U.S. where they say like, where everything just anything that goes right in in a little area there, mm -hmm. it's never seen. It's never seen again. So, nobody know where it is. Um, and um, in terms of shipwreck, like Bermuda has a lot of shipwrecks. They have probably some of the most um, shipwrecks in the world. They have like, I think thousands of ship, ships um, under the ocean. So that's another attraction to where people go and, and um, snorkel and try to go inside some of the, the ships. Mm. Okay. So the Bermuda Triangle section of the North Atlantic ocean of north america in which there's and this is according to britannica.com um in which more than 50 ships and 20 planes are said to have mysteriously disappeared the area whose boundaries are not universally agreed upon has a vaguely triangular shape marked by the atlantic coast of the floor of the florida panhandle bermuda and the greater antilles reports of the unexplained occurrences in the region date to the mid 19th century some ships were discovered completely abandoned for no apparent reason others transmitted no distressing signals and were never seen or heard from again aircraft have been reported and then vanished thousands what did i say javette let me know because still half asleep <laughs> no hold on it said 50 it said section of this according to britannica it does say north uh north north atlantic ocean of north america in which more than 50 ships and 20 airplanes no james said thousands oh Sorry james said that. thousands oh okay okay i thought i said something okay i was trying to confirm <laughs> okay all right <laughs> um aircraft have been reported and then vanished and rescue missions are said to have vanished when flying the area however wreckage has not been found and some of the theories advanced to explain the repeated mysteries have been fanciful huh interesting 
Oh, so where are the people? Did they find human remains in any of these cases? Where are the people? Did they get sucked out? So um, O'Neill said there is an electromagnetic field. Okay. Thank you, O'Neill. All right. Interesting. Okay. Don't want to disappear. Our next story. Cuban president to visit St. Vincent and the Grenadines in December. Story also courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Prime Minister Dr. Ralph Gonsalves says Cuban President Miguel Mario Diaz-Canel will make an official visit to St. Vincent and the Grenadines early next month, becoming the first Cuban leader to do so since the Cuban Revolution in 1959. Gonsalves told Parliament that Diaz-Canel will visit from December 3 to 5 and will travel to Barbados for the 8th Cuba CARICOM Summit in Bridgetown. Well, I'm glad to see that they're not being shut out. Prime Minister Gonsalves said that Parliament will hold a formal sitting in honor of the visiting Cuban leader, and that has been the case when heads of governments have addressed Parliament. He and the leader of the opposition, Dr. Godwin Friday, will also address the Parliament. Gonsalves said a committee involving state officials and the Cuban ambassador has been set up to plan the visit and the program has been or was being finalized. Cuba was among the coalition of the willing nations that contributed to the construction of the Argyle International Airport. Awesome. Yeah, Cuba is a part of the Caribbean. I've said this before, we may not agree with certain policies. However, the continuing of the exclusion is not the best way to have any type of resolution and the way to move forward right sometimes you um you have to win your <laughs> you have to win folks over through compassion and kindness okay a Jamaican woman reported missing in Trinidad, story courtesy of tt.loopnews.com. A 32-year-old Jamaican woman has been reported missing, prompting the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service to issue a statement asking for the public's assistance in finding her. Though her name was misspelled as Kimberly Lamont, the woman's actual name is Kimberly Larmont. Kimberly lived in Orangefield Road in Chase Village and was last seen on November 19. She was reported missing at the Freeport Police Station on the same day. However, the TTPS did not disclose who filed the report. A description of the woman was provided and Kimberly is of African descent, a Jamaican who is 5 feet 8 inches tall with a medium build and a brown complexion. A missing persons report usually includes details about what the individual was last seen wearing. However, no such information was included this time around. And anyone knowing the information about her whereabouts is urged to call the Freeport Police Station, and that is in Trinidad and Tobago, or call or call 911 or go to any police station. Meanwhile, some of Kimberly's loved ones back in Jamaica have been posting on her Facebook page expressing disbelief and sadness over her sudden disappearance. They are pleading with locals to contact the police with information on her. I do hope that they find her. This is so unfortunate. Uh, our next story, we head over to Jamaica, jamaica.loopnews.com. Staff protest alleged assault of vice principal at Otorio's primary. Disgruntled teachers at Otorio's primary school in St. Anne 
walked off the job on Monday, protesting the alleged assault of a vice principal by a parent on the school compound. According to reports, a teacher confiscated a student's cell phone after it was used in class. The device was subsequently handed over to the vice principal. It is alleged that another student contacted the mother of the child whose phone was taken. On arriving at the school, the mother reportedly attempted to retrieve the cell phone from the vice principal, who resisted her attempts. A tussle reportedly ensued between the parent and the senior educator. Teachers at the institution later protested at the gates of the school compound, arming themselves with placards bearing the words teacher violence and stop abusing teachers, among other expressions. Said one of the protesting educators, we are all frustrated and we're standing in solidarity. In fact, it is a vice principal and this has happened. This cannot continue and it cannot, the female teacher told reports. More information is to come regarding the development. And I do have to go to a quick break. Just one second, please. I apologize. so much for your patience i'm back if i'm out of breath it's because i was running (laughs) all right so um with regard to this story i don't know what's going on parents fighting (laughs) educators students fighting educators (sighs) lack of discipline parents have no discipline If the rule is that you're not supposed to be using a cell phone while in class, follow the rules. Follow the rules. If there is an emergency and you need to contact a parent, your parent, the common decent thing to do is to go to your teacher and let them know that there is an emergency and you need to make a call. Agreeably, the phone was removed and turned over to the vice principal. And then the child, knowing that the parent is a bully and also lacks discipline, and the parent is one who can't be spoken to because the parent, the child knows that the parent condones any foolishness the child does. What does the child do? Reach out to their mother via another person's phone. Mother comes up to the school with her big bad self. And I can just imagine the attitude. You're asking teachers to teach your children, but you're not willing to cooperate with the teachers. One, 
you have a couple of choices. You can remove your child from the schools, take them elsewhere, or keep them at home. They don't need to be in school because everybody is grown. We are an ignorant set of people. We don't even know what is good for us. Okay, you the parent, you fell through the cracks. You can't recover. But allow us to see to it that your child will grow up to be a more decent citizen. Because clearly you, you aren't. I'm sorry and I, take, I will not take that back. And I'm not going to take it back because this behavior is a clear indication of who you are as a parent. Your child broke the rules and your behavior is telling the child you can do whatever you want. And then we say, we wonder why we have such a lawless set of people because it's lawless people raising them. And I said this last week and I'll say it again. If I were the teachers island-wide, I would stage a walkout. Go on my yard, go sit down for one week, two weeks. You parents figure out what you want to do with your children. You claim you want your children to be better. You claim you want your children to have an education, but you are not helping us provide anything for your child. I hope the teacher, I hope the teach the vice principal get a good lick panar. That's all I'm gonna say. Out of order. I wish my child would tell me that they removed they took their cell phone because they were on the phone in the class, knowing they weren't supposed to, and then expect me to side with them. Not gonna happen. The rules are the rules. You don't like them? Tough luck. But if you can't talk to a child at this stage, primary school, primary school, you know, look up picnic, primary school. The oldest you are in primary school is what? 12, 13? Primary school, you can't talk to the picnic. You can't discipline them. Can't punish them. Because I'm a Big man and woman out the road. Well, go look at work. So I said, I would tell the mother to remove that child from the school and find somewhere else for that child to go. That's it. I'm done. Our next story, courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com, Usain Bolt, Chris Gale, Usher, and more in Abu Dhabi for F1 Grand Prix. Uh, I'm missing from that. Yeah, I should be there too in my dreams. <laughs> One thing about Jamaican sporting legend Usain Bolt is that wherever he works, he'll also find time to play. The fastest man alive was the VIP guest at the Puma family event in Abu Dhabi on Sunday, November 20. Naturally, he was invited to make a presentation and relied on flashback clips of Puma ads to energize his delivery. Later that day, Bolt and company shared some downtime with a few popular folks at the Yas Marina Circuit, the venue for the F1 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. In a caption that read, Great time at F1, Bolt shared several images 
with fans, friends, and the CEO of the Formula One group, Stefano Domen Domenicali. And I hope I pronounced it right. Yeah, I think that's what it is. The Universe boss, Chris Gale, R&B megastar Usher, Bollywood superstar, Ranveer Singh, fellow Olympian Marcel Jacobs, French footballer Patrice Ivra, comedian Martin Lawrence, rapper Will I Am, and countless fans and well-wishers were among those in attendance that also joined Bold for photo ops. I have a question. Not my business, but I have a question. When are when when are um Usain and um Casey gonna get is it Casey? What's her name? Yeah, it's Casey. I can't remember. When are they gonna get married? Uh, or are they married already? Just a just a question. I'm wondering. Hmm. Well, they said I must drink my water and mind my business. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> All right, and that's it for stories out of the Caribbean corner. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we have news out of North America. It is Turned Up Tuesday right here on Coffee and Toe. We're play playing some reggaeton and mumbaton. Mumbaton is a mixture of um, electronic dance music and house music and reggaeton and dance hall. And it's a melting pot. It was created by an American DJ out of um, Washington, D.C. In, back in 2009. So just a little history about Thank you to everyone listening online on janoradio.com. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Look how she had Shape like a desk But I'm not just that It's a good piece of mental Under the gap A piece of game I'm a little boy You chat Watching every step of the paper The way you got Stain in my brain Memory not detached Mainly my aim Is to give it this love If not
Thank you to everyone listening online on QMZRadio.com. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, keep it locked and logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Coming up later on this evening, remember it's the Rose Solo Show, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, yeah, FutureFM.net, and FutureFM 98.9. That's up there in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Coming up after this one, we're going to get into, get into the details of stories out of North America. Sean Paul and Dua Lipa and friends. It's time for us to get into the details. First up, U.S. gay club shooting suspect faces murder and hate crime charges. This story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. The man accused of killing five people and injuring more than a dozen others at a gay bar in the U.S. state of Colorado is facing preliminary murder and hate crime charges. Several media outlets have reported citing court records. Online court records show that Anderson Lee Aldridge, who is 22 years old, faced five murder charges and five charges of committing a bias-motivated crime causing bodily injury in relation to the attack at Club Q in Colorado Springs. The charges were preliminary and prosecutors had not filed them in court. The Denver Post also reported that records showed that Aldridge was arrested on suspicion of murder and hate crimes, but official charges may eventually change. We will hold people accountable as we identify what charges should be filed in this case, and that's according to District Attorney Michael Allen during a news conference. Aldridge who was overpowered by patrons after opening fire in the club on Saturday night, is currently hospitalized while awaiting formal charges. Why does he need to be in the hospital? Just take him to jail. I don't see why he needs to be in the hospital. Or am I supposed to still be compassionate regardless? I don't know. You murdered five people. You were deliberate. 
Your actions were deliberate. So I don't see why I should have pity on you. That's the human side of me speaking. Yeah, I don't see why. These people are in there minding their business. And this is what I will say. You don't have to agree to someone's lifestyle, their choices. They're different because you don't see things the way they do. What gives you the right to eliminate them from the face of the earth? Who the heck are you? Go deal with your sins. Because I'm sure you have many. He that is without sin cast the first stone. Pick the beam out of your eye before you try to take the boulder out of someone else's. What gives you the right to feel as though you have the right to exist and to live freely, but they don't? How can you say you love, but yet you kill? You don't know what love is. That you would go out of your way to deliberately attack a group of people who are not bothering you. Let and let live. There's too much hatred consuming us as a people. We're so ignorant and so blind. Stay out of people's way. We are going to them yard for. Everyone has a right to make their personal choices, to love who they want to love, to express themselves how they so choose. Because you want to play God? You can't create life, so what gives you the right to take life? Our next story is courtesy of CNN.com. Mother of 20-month-old Quinton Simon arrested in his disappearance death. Remains found Friday in a landfill are believed to be those of 20-month-old Quinton Simon, who was reported missing in October from his Savannah home by his mother. Quinton's mother, Leilani Simon, has been the sole suspect in this case, and that's according to Chatham County Police Chief Jeffrey Hadley. She was arrested Monday and is being held on charges of malice murder, concealing a death and false reporting or making false statements. The remains have been sent to the FBI lab in Quantico, Virginia, to confirm they are Quintons. It's a heartbreaking development for anyone who loved the young child, for the many people who came to know him after his disappearance and for the department. When we first received the call that Quinton was missing, we were hopeful that we would find him alive and unharmed. But as we have been telling you for weeks, all of our evidence pointed to his mother being responsible for his death and disappearance and his remains being found in the landfill. She doesn't deserve a Thanksgiving. Quite frankly, I can go off script for a little bit, Hadley said, speaking of the arrest while holding back tears. Leilani Simon is being held in the Chatham County Jail awaiting a bond hearing. It is unknown if she has an attorney. Leilani Simon reported her son missing from their home on October 5, 2022. As CNN previously reported, she told authorities she last saw him in his playpen around 6 a.m. and reported him missing more than three hours later. Authorities have not released any additional information on how he died 
or his mother's actions, citing the still active investigation. This is heartbreaking. Now, definitely not making any excuses for her. How old is this child, by the way? Hold on. Let, let me go back. 20 months old. So not a little four months shy of two years, right? Yeah. So what could have caused her to do this if she's the one who did it allegedly, right? Is she still going through postpartum depression? Is she overwhelmed? Had no one to turn to? Was it an accident? And through shock and despair, didn't know what steps to take and felt that this was the best route to go. And I will speak to mothers for a second. I know it seems as though the world is closing in on you. And the truth is we live in a country that sometimes you have no one to turn to. Absolutely no one. Yeah. Can you believe it? You live next door to someone, whether it's in an apartment, in a neighborhood, and you don't know your neighbor. You've never seen them. You don't know what they look like. Yeah, it happens. And because of that, many times we are reluctant to reach out. We would rather, and I know I've said it, I'm guilty of that. I would rather stay by myself than reach out to anybody for help that, you know, I've said that and I stand by that because and it's not right and let me just say that it is not right sometimes it's better to take the risk to reach out and oh well if they talk about whatever the issue is that you've reached out about they will talk for seven days one day they're going to stop talking right so I know I have work to do on myself where that is concerned but um, we live in a society where we can't really reach out to anyone without worry of being judged. We ought to be safe spaces for each other because none of us is perfect. None of us has it all together 100%. Many of us are still trying to figure this thing out called life. Many of us are trying to do our best Many of us are suppressing economic situations, family circumstances, trauma, stress, jobs. Many of us are like that um, circus person on that unicycle who is juggling and they're juggling all these balls and trying to stay on that tightrope line that they're trying to go across. Well, that tightrope line is life and those balls are everything that are that's coming at us let us see how we can be safe spaces for others whether we know them very well or not I'm waiting. I would love to hear. Well, they say investigations are continuing. What could have driven her to this? That the child's body is found in a landfill. 
And she must have known that it would not stay quiet forever. Because people see with a child today, they don't see the child tomorrow. There is no report of um, a child being taken to the hospital because they got injured or they were sick. And all of a sudden there's no child and you're going about your business. Of course it's going to raise questions. Of course they're going to be concerned. So if not now, it would be years down the road. But let's see what they say. Do any of you have people that you can rely on? That if something were to happen, if you felt overwhelmed, you could pick up the phone and call this person or drive to this person's home. Because even though some of us have family, we're very reluctant to bring family into what's going on with us. You know, there's a TikTok video going around and we might laugh at it, but there's a deep message behind it, you know, and it talks about people are reenacting. Oh, I just got off the phone with my grandmother or my mother and they were telling me everybody's business in the family. And then they turned to me and asked me, so how is everything with you? And, you know, of course, the response in their mind is, I couldn't no, I'm fine. How could I ever tell you anything after you just told me everybody's business? So what we need to know, what we need to do is we need to make sure that if someone reaches out to us, we do right by them. If they're confiding in us, let it stay there. Now, if you have to make reference to the situation to help somebody else, leave their names out of it, please. You can create a scenario. You can say, you know something, I heard about the story the other day. But a lot of people worry about their business getting out there to too many people. And for that reason, they keep quiet. And I'm done speaking. It's really heart-wrenching. Good morning to everyone just joining us on um, Clubhouse and to everyone just tuning in on JanoRadio.com and QMZRadio.com. Story's a little overwhelming. Whenever you hear about children, it really pulls on your heartstring. It really, really does. So I apologize. Ah, this one, Herschel Walker. He releases new ad targeting transgender athletes let me see if i can pull this up because um i want to hear it. i haven't listened to it so we're going to be listening to the the ad together he he no longer surprises me i don't know um rosolo's favorite person herschel walker <laughs> what did i miss i'm sorry i just i just, just got back <laughs> oh you just in time <laughs> so we're gonna he um he has released a new ad targeting the transgender um, athletes. So I want to hear the commercial. I don't want to cast it. Let me hear what his ad says. Okay, let's see. Now, this okay. is an upgrade. Let's go, guys. Okay, ignore this ad here. This is the way we go. Let me wait for this one to go by, and then I will play the other one. I wonder why this guy and Lori Harvey broke up. What's his name? Michael B. Jordan, that's his name? 
I wonder why they broke up. Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Yeah. I wonder because they were dating for a while. He's he's in a commercial. I'm I'm looking at. Okay. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, as you know, there was that mass shooting Saturday night in Colorado Springs at an LGBTQ uh, nightclub. Five people killed. Herschel Walker in Georgia has released a new ad today. Let's play a portion of it. I'm Riley Gaines, a 12-time NCAA All-American. And I'm Herschel Walker. For more than a decade, I worked so hard. 4 a.m. practices to be the best. But my senior year, I was forced to compete against a biological male. That's unfair and wrong. A man won the swimming title that belonged to a woman, and Senator Warnock voted to let it happen. Warnock's afraid to stand up for female athletes. Herschel Walker stands up for what's right. Why is that the <laughs> message for this moment? Uh, well, it's a huge issue for Republican base. I assume what the Walker campaign is thinking is, is that they need to keep Republicans uh, engaged in this election. Obviously, they got to get him to come out to the polls one more time. And there were a number of Republicans who voted for Kemp in the general election who didn't vote for uh, Herschel Walker. So this is a, a base engagement strategy. And just having uh, been around Republican politics for a few years, I can tell you, this issue right here does engage Republicans. So I, I see why they're doing it. I, I understand the strategy behind it. But to me, it is uh, it is all about keeping Republicans on the hook to come out one more time uh, in an election where Walker is actually fighting from behind. He got fewer votes, so he's got to get a few more Republicans to the polls uh, on the runoff. Just question the timing of it all, though. He's got yeah. a few more election and to do it after a mass shooting just a few days. Um, listen, uh, Republicans uh, in Iran would agree in your assessment. Republicans got hurt by some of their leaders response to the attack against Nancy Pelosi's husband, not really reading the temperature in the country. And, and now to release this ad has a lot of people raising raising questions. Of course, I know how in, to make insensitive to say the least. It'll be the insensitive to say the least. Timing is off. Now, we all have spoken about um, transgender athletes. I know that I think women should compete with women and men should compete with men. We've had our debates in here. You know, we have our opinions. But to release this ad at this particular time was grossly insensitive. People just lost their lives in a mass shooting. People were targeted. It was a hate crime that just took place. And Republicans and Herschel, shame on you for dropping it to right as it happened. What you're doing is further promoting transphobia and further saying it is okay to hate sitting there with makeup on your face and lip gloss on your lips. Shame on you, Herschel. But that's what Georgia wants, right, Rosolo? I reckon so. I reckon so. I reckon so. Um, yeah. Well, you know, the thing, here's the, here, this is my hope. This is my hope. Um, I understand there I bet they had an assignment um, on the 8th and they had to vote red because of the numbers. I, I hope that when we go to the polls on the 6th or before that we vote 
for our future. It's not just necessarily red or white, red or blue anymore, that we vote for our children's future. We vote for our community. And if we do the right thing, just, it's not, a, it's not red or blue. It's just Herschel Walker cannot represent any human being, period, in anything, much less the Senate. And I'm not trying to be, you know, make a joke about it. He cannot represent any human being in anything. And so my hope is that people really understand that and vote for, you know, the right person. There are two names on the ballot. There, there are two names on the ballot. That's it. We have two options. It's Herschel Walker or Raphael Warnock. So... Rosola, you're telling me then that there are no transgender family members in the Republican Party. There are oh, no gay family members in the Republican Party. Huh? Well, we know. You, we know. you know, this is a topic that's close for me. It's close to my heart. So, um, yeah, come on. Yeah. To the point where there's so many, and the thing is, for in here in Georgia, and this is not a joke, here in Georgia, um, it's a, it's a, how do I say it without? I'm sorry, moment. That's okay. um, it's a popular community here in Georgia. Yes. It's 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 a popular community here in Georgia. Often, you can't tell the difference between. Um, some someone who's had the surgery, and maybe me. They they look. I've said this before. I think Andrea, they look they better. Look wonderful. They look better. They they're sexy. They are really really sexy. So, um, it's it for him to put that out there. He's just insensitive. I don't I don't think he cares. But then again, it's Herschel Walker, and it's a, I'm not giving much of them regard in regards to the sensitivity or kindness or anything. They're running a campaign, and I think it's going to get worse from here. I really do. So, hey, good morning, good everyone. Morning, so, good morning, Good morning. So, by the way, I think that's the first time I've ever heard Herschel Walker say a complete sentence. <laughs> so, <laughs> kudos to him, finally. Um, it took a while. Um... But what I think that, so not everyone in the LGBTQ plus community has the same way of thinking. Um, even, and people vote against their own interests all the time. I mean, how many people were, uh, you know, not in a particular tax bracket that voted for Trump anyways, when we know most of the benefits went to people at the very top, right? That's pretty much a given, but how many people we're at the bottom and we're still writing for Trump. So people vote against their interests all the time. And there are people in that community that um, are very conservative and vote Republican. Even Caitlyn Jenner, who has competed as both uh, a man and a woman, um, has uh, is against <laughs> trans people competing in uh, you know in sports, right? Uh, so, and, and obviously she's a hypocrite cause she's herself has competed in both. <laughs> so, um, but people vote against their interests all the time. I think that, you know, um, there's, you know, do I personally know any trans people that vote for Trump? No, but, um, 
Caitlyn Jenner, I, I don't know her, but that's one example of a person. And I'm sure there's more out there. And there's, I'm sure there's people um, in the LGBTQ plus community that either vote or are not going to vote because they feel like, oh, I don't, you know, I, I don't care, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's that as well. Go ahead, James. Go right ahead. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I can agree that the timing is right, is, is wrong, sorry. I, I know, you know, any well-thinking person will say, you know, okay, the timing, you know, to, to do an ad, especially if, if that was the intention, to do an ad right after the shooting is, like, disgusting. Um, but I think that this discussion has have been happening for a while and it's the same response to like you know say democrats that that are decide to go all the way conservative and and the, and um all the way liberal sorry and the liberal media this have been the it's it's been the same response like from when the discussion is happening it's the same response like people refuse to sit down and be and just think of, okay, how does it make sense to fight for your right and to take away someone else's rights? And I think if we just really sit down and have an honest conversation, everyone, because I, I, I've, I've sat down even um, last week, um, there's a, um, a transgender person that works at the university where my wife works and came into the office and tried to strike a conversation with her, telling her that, you know, he feels like the the bathroom should be should be neutral, like everyone, like they should have like gender neutral bathroom and just to try to see what she's gonna say. And she just she just nod and she didn't, you know, carry on with the conversation because sometimes you know like um they'll come and spark a conversation and if you disagree then it's it's like an argument and you know she's saying like why should i be in a washroom with a man someone that i know was born male um you know doesn't my you know privacy or 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 my rights um should be taken in consideration. So I believe that in order for us to go forward as a people, we have to sit down and have honest conversation because a lot of the stuff that is being fight, um, um, they're fighting for is unnecessary because when, when, for example, in Canada, every mall you go to, every supermarket, there's a male washroom, there's a female washroom and there's a family washroom. A family washroom, anyone can go in there and just lock the door. That washroom that comes with the baby mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. thing that you... And I'm like, if you are a transgender person, why are you fighting for a third bathroom when there's a bathroom there that you can go into? A family bathroom, you can lock the door and, and do whatever you want in there. Why are you fighting for something that's going to make some people feel uncomfortable? Because a lot of women are not comfortable with, like, men that, 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 that um, you know, decide to, to, 
you know, change their, their, their sex and to come into the same bathroom. And, and I don't know why that is so difficult to understand. Like, we're talking about equal rights and justice for everybody. Black, gay, white, um, indigenous, everybody. And, and I feel like when, when we segregate rights and make, like, okay, gay rights is more important or, you know, women rights is more important or, you know, um, indigenous rights. Why can't we just say human rights and, 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 and just strike a balance where people can be comfortable? You know, and that's, that's the problem I'm, I'm having with whenever. And, and I feel like Democrats are doing a poor job at it because, yes, you can be liberal, but at some point you have to say, look, we... You know, we understand where athletes are coming from, and we need to do more um, um, research or more give this some more thought before we have like men really competing with women. Because at the end of the day, no matter how you say like you 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 change your sex, the person still it's 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 like you know LeBron James decided he's gonna play double NBA. You know, it doesn't work like that. So, yeah. and we can't have an honest conversation. And that's, that's my problem. We cannot have an honest conversation or else we're, we're homophobic or we are um, xenophobic or we are... Um, we're just phobic, you know, period. Phobic, yeah. Period. So, um, Mama Lana said that is called baiting. Yes. Yeah. So what they were doing was baiting your wife. And it happens. It happens. Um Herschel, shame on you for dropping the ad at this particular time. I think it was insensitive, right? Um, yeah, very insensitive. You have to, but then it's a, it's a Republican Party. They play dirty. They really play dirty, and they don't care. I don't think they have an, a moral compass. They are self-righteous and they feel justified in whatever actions they take. And remember, I don't think it's a Herschel Walker thing. I think it's them telling him, drop the ad right now. Get it, you know, get it out. We don't care. So what? That's not our problem. We are going to play on people's emotions. We're going to rile them up because we have a job to do come December 6th in the state of Georgia. Our next story, family of Rayshard Brooks reaches $1 million settlement with the city of Atlanta more than two years after he was fatally shot by police. The family of Rayshard Brooks, I, I, I don't know. He's a 27-year-old black man that was fatally shot in the Wendy's parking lot, if we remember, right? Uh, they're pleased to have reached a settlement with the city of Atlanta that resolves their civil case. This grieving family has been through so much during the process. Although the children of Mr. Brooks have lost their father, settling the case will undoubtedly assist them with future plans as they come of age. And that's according to attorneys L. Chris Stewart, Justin Miller, Diana Lee, Brian Spears, Jeff Philippots, and Wingo Smith in a statement following the settlement. Why so many lawyers? Must say half the money gone to them. While we are disappointed that prosecutors did not pursue a criminal case against the officers involved in Mr. Brooks's death, we continue to hold out hope that the Department of Justice will intervene in this matter. CNN has reached out to the city of Atlanta for comment, but has not yet received a response. 
Brooks was killed by the Atlanta police back in June 2020. And this was after he fought with two officers who tried to arrest him for DUI. Apple Store car crash. Yes, one person dead, 19 injured. And this happened after a car drove through a Massachusetts Apple Store, uh, story courtesy of CNN.com. Police identified Kevin Bradley, 65 years old of New Jersey, as the man who died at the scene, according to a news release from the district attorney's office. The driver is not being identified at this time, the DA's office said. At around 10.45 a.m., numerous 911 calls came in for help at the Darby Street shops, District Attorney Tim Cruz said. Hingham Police, what a name. Is that the name of a town, really? Hingham. The Hingham Police and Fire Personnel responded shortly thereafter to find several people injured at the Apple Store. A dark-colored SUV went through at a rate of speed undetermined through a glass window and struck multiple people. There were seven fire engines and 14 ambulances on scene to treat the injured victims. The chief was unable to provide updates on victims' conditions. Authorities are not releasing the names of the injured victims at this time as they are working on notifying family members. This is so sad. Uh, I hope it wasn't anything intentional. I just hope it was an accident, a freak accident. More than 100 migrants rescued from overloaded vessel before it hit sandbar in the Florida Keys, Coast Guard says. The vessel hit a sandbar off Whale Harbor, the Coast Guard Southeast said in a tweet, there are reports of people in the water and our land partners are on the scene. Whale Harbor is in Isla Morada in the upper Florida Keys. The rescue efforts are still ongoing for anyone who might still be there. The Coast Guard did not know how many migrants were on the vessel or their nationality and told CNN that they were dealing with rough conditions. Rescue crews have been facing six to 10 foot seas and winds of 25 miles per hour as they try to safely remove passengers, according to a tweet from the agency. The rescue operations began when a Good Samaritan reported a vessel to the Key West watch standards at 5 a.m. On Sunday, the Coast Guard said at least five people had died after a homemade vessel capsized near Florida's Little Torch Key. Nine people were rescued from the vessel, according to the agency. Um, for those who are transporting folks via boats, does it ever cross your mind that you're charging all this money? At least provide them with life jackets. Because how often have we heard of the tragedies as they sojourn across the waters? Whether they're leaving from Mexico, the Dominican Republic, from Haiti, or from Puerto Rico, or the Bahamas. We've heard of so many tragedies and majority of the, the people that they come across are not wearing lifeboats. Life jackets, I mean, sorry. Why aren't you at least giving them that? Many of them are selling out everything that they have to pay you to take that trip. Dangerous trip. Tells me that you don't care 
about their well-being, their safety, just as, you know, we don't care to address the issues that are going on that's causing them to risk their lives to come across. Do better, folks. Do better. Senseless deaths. Our next story, CNN Politics. Supreme Court dismisses challenge to Texas state legislative maps. The Supreme Court on Monday dismissed a challenge to Texas state legislative maps that critics say intentionally dilute minority voting power and result in an illegal racial gerrymander. Um, Javette, let me ask you a question, because since you're in Texas, you know, and I shouldn't say Javette per se, but let me ask everyone. This, I'm just here thinking, I don't know why the thought came to me, but when they do um, census ever so often, is it really because they want to see where to pump funds or is it because they want to see how to redistrict? Or do they use it to their advantage? Go right ahead, Javette. Um, I didn't hear the first part of your question, but I know you're asking me, I guess, what's the purpose of the census? Yeah, because why are they redistricting intentionally to dilute minority voting power? In all honesty, what I can't say for real, I can only say what I'm noticing. Um, like in my county, the past couple of years that I've been here, um, we have an influx of new people and the county has turned from one political party to the next. So I think the, redic the redic redistricting, um, you know, you get a certain amount of seats, right, in certain areas. And, I, and I'm noticing, this is just my personal belief, that they're trying to control how many seats they get um, across the parties. They're trying to control I'm sorry, I'm merging into traffic. No, take your time. They're also Focus on that. Focus on that. They're also trying to control the caliber, I guess, of people in certain areas. <laughs> okay. Um, I never really knew the purpose of the census. I know when I was younger, I really thought they were trying to... Um, understand the makeup of a community in order to distribute funds, may it be for education or other things, but honestly, I don't know. Yeah. But what I've noticed since I've been here in Texas is more so the seats that they can get in certain elections mm -hmm. and how they're trying to change the makeup of that area. Yeah. I think they use it for their political to their political advantage. That's my personal belief. They tell you that it is so that they can pump funds where the funds are most needed to improve schools in certain districts. But I have to agree with you, Mama Lannis. It's I think it's to continuously deprive people. The money rarely goes where it's needed because you go through some communities and they're the same or worse than 20 years ago. So how did the census help 
them to ensure that funding goes where it's really needed. I'm sorry. When are they going to stop this? Stop the lies. Let me just call it what it is. Lying to people. Selling people a story. And that is why you can't blame some people when they say they're not going to participate in it because they feel that there is an alternative. There is an ulterior motive. They're not being truthful about the purpose because you, the census just happened the other day, right? During the pandemic. And right, I don't know if y'all were paying attention, but right after the pandemic, after the census took place, Everybody pushing for redistricting. Everybody wants redistricting done. I don't know. Am I, and I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I have no choice but to think because things are a little bit too coincidental for my purpose. I agree with you too coincidental mm -mm, sorry and if you're telling me that you want to to see the demographic and the, the the makeup in a certain zip code or in a certain part of a zip code and 10 years later because they do the census what every 10 years 10 years later you're coming around again and the place still looks barren no hospitals put in no infrastructure improvement done what's the purpose you're not helping me or my community anyway so carry on because some areas seem to continue to flourish facelifts continue good roads well-maintained schools parks but in other areas no parks you just see people sitting on the trees playing dice or whatever all that comes in are corner stores that sell alcohol and cigarettes and nothing healthy and lotto tickets that's it so i'm asking those that be what's the true purpose of conducting a census Can I add one more thing? Yes, yes, yes. I do also feel that um, the changes that you think is going to happen immediately also sometimes takes a little longer because of all the infighting with trying to decide budgets, where to put the money and other things like that. So when I first moved where I live now, honestly, my road was a two lane road, one in, one out, okay? I was told I live in the suburbs, okay? So 15 years later, I mean, it's crazy. I used to be able to come out of my subdivision and see wildlife, like true wildlife. Um, it's not that way anymore. So I'm not sure if 
the change has happened due to a census or due to where I lived was a bunch of land and now people can come and build there. You know what I think, Javette? I think it was town planning from years ago where they're planning to build up, right? You go to the city council, you will see plans. And, you know, so I think it was um, planning. That's what it was, more so. My opinion, and I may be wrong, and I would love to be wrong. <laughs> I want to think it's the, what you mentioned. Yeah. But I think it's the benefit of developers, more so, where they can make their next dollar. By the way, did you see on the news um, that there are many people who are having issues with the new homes of course you know new homes go pretty quickly um yeah get a proper inspection done on your new home because people are having mold in their houses foundation issues uh gaps gaping holes underneath their foundation homes are water seeping through in their homes it's all kind of craziness builders don't want you on premises so you know you go in um and say you buy the dirt first so you pre-construction let me use the term that's the right term so you go in pre-construction and you you secure your lot and you say you know you secure the style of the home you want the floor plan and every now and again you you want to go by to see how things are going they deter you from doing that that's a red flag. Now, I understand safety concerns, but you should be at least be able to drive by and see what's going on. Yeah. Take a look. Dif inspectors, I now pose a question to you. Are you doing due diligence or are you paid off to ignore certain things? Because I know that at various stages, the inspector has to come out to see to it that things are progressing as they should. So for them to have so many shoddy buildings, developments, it tells me only one thing, that you're being paid off to ignore because you just want to hurry up and get these houses sold. You need to deliver. Six months, house up. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, iffy about that, but hey, what do I know? I'm accustomed to a house taking a year or more to build. I don't know. But folks, I would say, see to it that you, even if it's a new construction, get a, get your own independent inspector. Don't um to go in. Don't just rely on the builder's inspector because they can tell you anything. And if they are hesitant about that, mm, red flag, red flag. Everybody should have the opportunity to be a home buyer, but not be taken advantage of because of greed. And those are stories out of North America. We're going to take another quick break. When we return, we have stories from the international scene. It is Turned Up Tuesday here on Coffee and Toe.
Je danst leuk, dat is oké. Check. Maar is je leeftijd ook je?
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And I got to say thank you to everyone with me on JohnOradio.com. Thank you for tuning in. And of course, I have to give a huge thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up right after this one, we're going to get into the details of stories from the international scene. Keep it locked. First up, China signs a 27-year gas deal with Qatar Energy to secure supply. Qatar Energy has signed a 27-year deal to supply China's Sinopec with liquefied natural gas LNG in the longest such agreement to date as volatility drives buyers to seek long-term supplies. This story is courtesy of AlJazeera.com. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February, competition for LNG has become intense, with Europe in particular needing vast amounts to help replace Russian pipeline gas that used to make up almost 40% of the continent's imports. European companies looking to buy LNG needed to look at how Asian buyers were approaching their own negotiations and were willing to lock into long-term deals. Qatar Energy Chief Saad Al-Kabi told the Reuters news agency shortly before signing the Sinopec deal. He said, Today is an important milestone for the first sales and purchase agreement for Northfield East Project. It is 4 million tons for 27 years to Sinopec. It signifies long-term deals are here and important for both seller and buyer. Wow, the Northfield is part of the world's biggest gas field that Qatar shares with Iran, which calls its share South Pars. Qatar Energy earlier this year signed five deals with Northfield East, the first and larger of the two-phase Northfield expansion plan, which includes six NLG trains that will ramp up Qatar's liquefaction capacity to 126 million tons per year by 2027 from 77 million. I I have a question. Are there poor people in Qatar? Please tell me the answer is no. Everybody in Qatar is supposed to be living good. Anybody here been to Qatar? Hmm. I haven't. But please tell me that there is no lower class. The lowest class there is middle class, which would probably be upper class for us, right? Okay, so I'm trying to pull them up on um Qatar. Yeah, moments they import the lower class. That's what they do. <laughs> Oh my gosh, 
slash Qatar. <laughs> so Qatar is population. And this is uh, as at 2021, according to the World Bank, 2.931 million people. Capital Doha, official language is Arabic. Qatar is a peninsula Arab country whose terrain comprises a red desert. No, I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about on the money. Do you think I could move there and make some money, um, James? Would it be beneficial to me to go there? No, you you would make up the poor class. That's what they do. The ship. <laughs> <laughs> No, but 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 um, Dubai pretty much does that also. So a lot of these um, oil-rich countries, like um, they they get people from other countries to to fit in their lower class that will do like you know domestic work and 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 some of those jobs. So yeah, that's what they do. Mm. Okay, so let me see here. So I pulled it up on um, Wikipedia, Qatar. You need to have that sound. Did they say right? <laughs> Okay, so here they're saying that uh, Qatar's human rights record has been regarded by academics and non-governmental organizations as being generally poor, with restrictions on civil liberties such as freedoms of association, expression, and the press, as well as its treatment of thousands of migrant workers amounting to forced labor for projects in the country. Hmm. To your point, um, yeah. So I'll be going there as a domestic worker, is that it? But if I go there as a domestic worker, Lord, I'd know the family the next day. Um, because I'd be rude as heck. Yes, sorry. Because <laughs> I'm not walking and picking up after their children. Their children are going to learn to pick up after themselves. And you're not going to disrespect me. Yes, I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They take away your passports. You have to be careful. Immigration, keep your passport. Why? Why? Why do I need to keep my passport? That's just how they operate. Like but, even in, in even in, in Dubai, like I got a job in Dubai, and <laughs> depending on the job that you get and and where you come from, like your your passport, you have to leave it with immigration. I think I think American passport and Canadian passport and some European passport they don't, but if you're coming from other places yep take a passport you mean to work or to live or to visit in, no, which, to, in which circumstance no, to, like if you go there if you go there as a international like a foreign worker okay yeah the, hmm. the immigration keep your passport i know i know a few people from that's why i didn't I, I i changed my mind i know a few people from the philippines and from india that that used to be there and they said nope they, they left Okay, so MK says best place to work and they don't pay taxes. I like that part. Why would I need to pay taxes when you got oil money there? Yeah, really? So nobody pays taxes, MK? Nobody? I like that. That sounds good to me. Hmm. So your freedoms are limited. And I understand being an... It's Would they, you consider them Islamic? Uh... Uh, yeah, I can understand. Which country is this? Qatar. Qatar. Okay. <laughs> Have you been, O'Neill? Yes, I've been to Qatar. What was your experience there? How would you say? I know you went as a visitor, but 
from that lens, through that lens, what's your I opinion think, of Qatar? I mean, it's. I think I think Qatar, Abu Dhabi, and Dubai are pretty much the same. Um, uh, it, it's pretty much the same lifestyle in all three territories. Um, I had a at the time I also had a my significant other was working for Qatar Airlines as a flight attendant. Um, it's, what do I say? It's 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 no different from Dubai <laughs> or Abu Dhabi. I don't know about the there are a lot of immigrants there because the Qatari there are about hundred and forty five thousand Qatari, which are you know birthright people, and then the next several hundred thousand in the population are immigrants either from India or other countries. Um, not quite sure about the passport taken away thing. Um, I know the flight attendants. I mean, they all had their passports. I, I didn't get that kind of feedback from people when you worked at flight attendants or the airline and stuff. The laws are very strict. Um, if you get pregnant and you're not married, you can go to prison. You can go to jail for that. For real? Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's it's the Islamic law. You're not supposed to be having sex before marriage. Um, and that and goes for like, the men too, right? The men aren't supposed to be having, not just the women, right? Yeah, the but the man, the, the man don't get pregnant, so there's no evidence. I mean, oh. pregnancy would have been an evidence that you're having sex. Okay. And if you work for the Qatari airline, which means you're a resident, you're subject to the laws of the land. So, um, they, all of these societies are hypocritical in terms of, say, so you can get alcohol inside. The, the hotels. So if you're in the Hilton Hotel, there are bars. The, a, a Qatari man or woman cannot go to that bar because if you, when you're entering those bars, you have to show your passport to show that you are a foreign national. If you're a Qatari, you're not allowed in some of these spaces. I guess depending on if you're a man and depending on your level in society, you may have access. Um, there was actually this building that I was shown. Because the, the city, the new Qatari city looks like New York City. Skyscrapers. Um, most of these buildings, I was told, are empty. Uh, I went in 2013, so it's maybe 10 years ago. Um, the, there's an there's a, there's a area called the Regis, where there's a, most of the, the sultans, they call them. Um, the, the other word for them, but anyway, sheets? the sheets, sheets, the sheets, right? They have their, that's where they keep their their women. So they have a lot of you have a lot of women. So I don't know if James referring to the women who them carry from different parts. I put them in apartments and take away them passports. <laughs> and them carry. Oh, Lord, <laughs> uh, these are where the women who the extra extramarital affairs happens. So they have this. There was a huge building like a skyscraper that I was told. It's like a luxury building. That is where the men keep their, their, their. Um, in the Bible, to say concubines, um, mm. keep their women that they carry from other foreign countries, and they live in those areas. It's 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 a very male-dominated. Men have all the rights, kind of country. Uh, that's what I know about it. But it's it's no, in essence, um, it's not really much different from Dubai and Abu Dhabi. They, they have the same Islamic laws and relaxed in certain areas. Um, it's funny because I remember being at the airport and you're seeing the woman with their 
the, the, the thing over them head and Pajabi. whatever. Yeah, but they were able to wear, you could see luxury. You're seeing designer bags and you're seeing designer this and you see the designer, a lot of designer stuff. Um, accessories is shown, you know. So they're a little bit relaxed. They're not as, um, I don't think as Saudi Arabia and some of those other countries where it's, it's far more stricter. Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Qatar have a little bit more relaxed rules as it relates to appearances and, and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that was my experience. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. You know, before we go to other countries, sound good, right? Sound like money or run and thing. But before we go to other countries, it's so important that we do our research. There are pros and cons to every society, whether it's um, in the Middle East or it's in the Western world, it's in Europe, wherever. Know what it is that you are able to survive under what kind of regime all right go ahead james yeah i don't know if you've ever seen i think i don't know if it was cnn or one of those american um news media went to dubai to do like almost like a documentary type of thing talking about the inhumane way they treat and it's it's certain level of workers i know i know jamaicans that are there um in in amazing job you know school fee paid off and everything like that um but if you are doing um labor type of jobs like hospitality um and you know construction is is brutal and so they were they, they did a, a, a thing on on the construction um industry over there and how they had like people working in like flip-flops like people were like falling off buildings and and they just put them in bags and send them back to mostly to India. And and they, they were showing like the living condition in where they're living. Um the the, the expert workers and just highlighting how inhumane it was. And I remember the the, the, the government of um in in Dubai, um they hit back and call out America because they were saying, you know, like Pat Patakal, Keko Black or whatever. They were saying you guys build the America build um your economy on slave labor and all of these stuff and now you're you're pointing finger at us. I don't know if you, you you saw that. It was probably about twelve years ago. So I thought that was funny. Mm. Um if I can quickly say something. I'll I'll say this, right? Um and I think I'm not gonna follow any propaganda I see in Western media. But what I'll say is this, a lot of these, so a lot of Indians are in these countries working. A lot of these Indians would have left India because they're maybe the poorer class and they're looking for somewhere to make money. It's no different from farm workers leaving Jamaica, going to Canada and getting inhumane treatment. It's no different. I think maybe what is happening in these countries is the Indians flood these countries. A lot of these Indians maybe get their wages, um, their airfare and everything paid to go to the country. So they, they may pay, pay to, to take them into the country, um, you know, provide them somewhere to live, etc., etc. And I think maybe one of the reasons that their passport would have been held is because you don't want somebody to run away until if you've, if you've paid up sums, there's no way to recoup that money if that person come to Qatar find a way to escape out of Qatar to go to somewhere else, a neighboring country, and, and leave. Um, I'm not condoning anything that's humane, inhumane. 
But what I'm basically saying is, I think you're correct. There are different categories of workers because you have a lot of Jamaicans who go over there for as flight attendants. You have a lot of Jamaicans who work in that in that part as pilots, some Emirates, um, some of the um, can't remember all the airlines over there. A lot of Jamaican pilots, Air Jamaica pilots, that have left to went there to work and and have made very good living. Um, I have a friend that lives in Dubai, has a business in Dubai. He's not from Dubai. He's black. And he lives a very great quality of life. So I don't think it's 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 doom doom. It really maybe depends on where you're coming from and what your circumstance and, and and the kind of deal you take to go there to work. I think it really comes down to that and it has to be seen in, for what it is. As it relates to Qatar, um, it's one of the most advanced countries I've been to, comparable to when you go to Qatar City, uh, um, comparable to if you're in Paris or any other cities, what these guys have done in 40 years with oil money is that they have imitated and tried to build cities that are comparable with any first world city in the world. Um, so the quality of life, the road, this and that, it's, it's not bad. I mean, and apart from because there's so much Indians living there, <laughs> the place, uh, a lot of curry and, and, and stuff. So the, the, the environment and the air, you, you know, is different. But I wouldn't say doom, doom and shoot these countries down, to be honest. Right. Okay. Yeah. Discipline. There is discipline. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Only, you know, you know what it would be comparable to? To um, the Jamaican farm worker situation in, in Canada? Similar. So... So to be fair, like every country does does it. So it um, they call it out when it's in the Middle East, but the conditions are similar to what you saw on video with the with the farm workers in Canada. Um, those the, those workers from India working in construction, similar um, conditions. So yeah, to be fair, it's it's the same thing. Canada do it, America do it, England do it, you know. So everybody do it. So, you know what I was thinking? I'm thinking about the passport situation. What if they take my passport and I want to go travel? I have to go back to them for my passport each time? Okay. Just, just yeah, because it's just like if you're working for somewhere, you have two weeks vacation. You can't have vacation until you have the two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anybody ever see the video um, that says, I can't marry out of my culture because I don't have time for explaining certain things that's me so i'll stay yeah, where i I'll am <laughs> not to go for a tangent but i couldn't i don't and i'm not knocking anybody don't get me wrong don't get me wrong folks not knocking anybody but yeah i need to be able to, if me talk part you can't understand but i won't have to break things down am i the only one that looks at it that way i don't know but there are some people who are saying they choose to date outside their culture because they don't appreciate certain things in their culture they don't appreciate how some of the men operate and yada yada, yada. but anyway that's a whole other conversation for another time but interesting thank you so much um gentlemen for giving me some insight our next story indonesian rescue workers race to find survivors after the java quake story courtesy of aljazeera.com rescue workers in indonesia are racing to reach people still trapped in a rubble a day after an earthquake devastated a west java town 
killing and injuring hundreds of people as buildings collapsed. And that earthquake did measure 5.6 on the Richter scale. Uh, uh, there's a town of 175,000 people located in a mountainous area of West Java, Indonesia's most densely populated province that was greatly affected. Uh, the shallow trembler killed at least 268 people, many of them children, with 151 still missing. Disaster agency uh, is reporting that more than 1,000 people had been injured in another location with 58,000 displaced and 28,000 houses damaged. So they're still doing recovery efforts there. Our next story takes us down to South Africa. South African court sends Zuma back to jail, says parole is unlawful. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. South Africa's Supreme Court appeal has ruled that the decision to release former president Jacob Zuma on early medical parole was unlawful and that he should return to prison to finish his sentence for contempt of court. Last year, Zuma was sentenced to 15 months imprisonment after ignoring a court order to testify at a government inquiry into widespread corruption during his near decade as a president, a tenure that ended in 2018 when incumbent Cyril Ramaphosa replaced him. In September 2021, Zuma was released on medical parole after serving a fraction of the sentence, but in December, the high court set aside the parole decision and ordered him to return to jail. Zuma appealed that ruling and judgment was delivered on Monday, a month after the Department of Correctional Services said his prison sentence had ended. In other words, Mr. Zuma-in-law has not finished serving his sentence. He must return to the Escort Correctional Center to do so. The court took issue with the department's claim that Zuma's sentence had ended while the appeal was still being heard. Wow. This man is old. Okay. All right. I guess it doesn't matter. Go. But contempt of court. What are the varying degrees of contempt of court? Hmm? So I go to court. You can put me on the stand. You can ask me questions. Am I obligated to answer those questions? Hmm? Am I obligated? So, what does contempt mean in legal terms? The offense of being disobedient or disrespectful of a court of law and its officers. Okay. So, I would go and just not say anything because, or say I don't know. I don't know. Will you? Will they hold you in contempt of court for saying I don't know and just sticking to that one answer? I don't know, or I wasn't aware. Wasn't aware. I don't know. Wasn't aware. Can you really force somebody to speak? And then, of course, we know if you don't tell them what they want to hear, then it's another problem. But really and truly, I would have gone and just plead a fifth in a different way. That's me. But um. You're an old man, and now you have to go back. Uh, who is he? Let me let me see how old he is. Pardon me, folks, but I'm on Google here. President Jacob Zuma. He's 80 years old. 
he served from May 9, 2009 to February 14, 2018 as president of South Africa. Okay. Well, them say you do the crime effort at a time. What am, who am I? Okay. Uganda to send 1,000 troops to regional force against M23 and DRC. Uganda's army said on Monday that it will send 1,000 troops to neighboring Democratic Republic of Congo by the end of this month to join a regional force mandated to help end decades of instability. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera.com. The seven countries of the East African Community, EAC, which DRC joined this year, agreed in April to set up a force to fight militia groups in its east. Uganda will be the third country to deploy troops after contingents from Kenya and Burundi have arrived in the area. Uganda's army spokesman Felix Kulagige, and I hope I did not butcher his name too bad, but their involvement has been opposed by some activist groups and officials because of Uganda's role in the conflict in DRC. In September, Uganda paid Congo $65 million, the first installment of reparations amounting to $325 million for losses caused by Ugandan troops occupying Congolese territory in the 1990s. Okay. Our next international story, who remembers this one? We we spoke about this one. Uh, Shamima Begum, likely child victim of trafficking. UK court told. So, a British-born woman who went to Syria as a schoolgirl to join the ISIL or ISIS armed group is challenging the UK government's decision to take away her citizenship, with her lawyers telling a London court that she was likely a child victim of trafficking. Shamima Begum left London in 2015 at the age of 15 years old and traveled with two school friends to Syria, where she married an ISIL fighter and gave birth to three children, all of whom died as infants. She was stripped of her British citizenship on national security grounds in 2019, shortly after she was, she was found in a detention camp in Syria. Begum, who is now 23, is appealing against that decision at a five-day hearing at the Special Immigration Appeals Commission, a specialist tribunal that hears appeals against decisions to remove citizenship on national security grounds. Samantha Knights, representing Begum, said on Monday that the decision to remove her British citizenship made Begum effectively an exile for life. This case concerned a British child aged 15 who was persuaded, influenced, and affected with her friends by a determined and effective ISIS propaganda machine, she said, using another acronym for the armed group. Begum's lawyer said in a written argument that the British Home Office, the Interior Ministry, had revoked her citizenship without seeking to investigate and determine, still, let's consider whether she was a child victim of trafficking. They also argued there was overwhelming evidence that Begum was recruited, transported, transferred, harbored, and received in Syria for the purposes of sexual exploitation. But lawyers representing the Home Office said Begum's case was about national security rather than trafficking. Hmm. Um, so 
you're telling me that UK did no investigating to see how she ended up there. But at the age of 15, how did she get there, though? Did she travel there with, besides the two friends who are about the same age, did she travel there with someone? With an adult? A relative? Because I'm not going to send my 15-year-old on a trip with two other students or pairs of the same age unless there is going to be adult supervision. I wouldn't do that. So I'm, I'm having a little difficulty understanding um, how she got there. Where, what are her parents saying in all of this? I'm not hearing anything about her parents, so I guess there is more to it and more that needs to come to the surface. But um, stripping her of her citizenship, her natural citizenship, she was born in England, born in the UK. I, I think, but who am I? I think that's unreasonable. Because now, who does she identify with? Especially if it's a case where she was taken advantage of all right let's see how that plays out in court our next story on the international scene fighting between armed groups leaves 18 dead in colombia and this is out of the latin american corner uh story courtesy of aljazeera.com at least 18 people died on saturday as factions battled for control of drug trafficking routes in western colombia the incident marks the deadliest fight between illegal armed groups since left-wing Colombian president Gustavo Petro took office in August. The government ombudsman office said the violence occurred on November 19 in Puerto Guzman, which is about 37 miles from the country's southern border with Ecuador. On Monday, Colombia's defense minister Ivan Velasquez told reporters that locals collected corpses and moved them to the cemetery in the wake of the violence. He added that while families have been displaced, no civilian locals appear to have been killed. The fighting involved rebel dissidents who rejected a 2016 peace agreement between uh, the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, FARC, and the government, and a criminal band that calls itself Comandos de la Frontera, or Border Commandos. The latter is composed of fighters who used to be with the FARC and remnants of a right-wing parliament paramilitary, I'm so sorry, I was looking at a total different word, right-wing paramilitary group active in trafficking cocaine to Ecuador and Brazil. The two groups have fought, fought for control of smuggling routes in Putumayo border area for at least three years. Honestly, I don't think they're ever going to get rid of that. As long as there is a demand for drugs globally, especially in the U.S., you're always going to have this type of behavior for the want of a better term. There always, there's also going to be, there will always be rebel wars and that sort of thing going on because it's all drug-related. Hmm. Well, Petro has promised to bring total peace to Colombia after nearly six decades of armed conflict that left at least 450,000 dead. And that happened between 1985 and 2018 alone. Wow. That's so sad. All right. So that's it from the international scene and out of North 
I'm sorry, and out of the Latin American quarter. Gonna take another quick break. When we return, it is business and tech news. So keep it locked. Don't go anywhere if this would just play. Here we go. To everyone tuned in online, listening on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Remember, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, and FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. It is the Rose Solo Show. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. If you're listening online and you want to put in your two cents, feel free to join us on Clubhouse. If you don't have the app, you can download it. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is Turned Up Tuesday. We're playing Mumbaton and Reggaeton today. First thing, early morning, medicine. You want me everything, everything, everything. No me woman to me. You mean everything. I You mean everything? I know. I woman. I am. 
my woman it's time for us to get into the business and tech news Our first story in Brazil. Twitter users fare effect of Musk's rule. Story courtesy of AljazeeraBusiness.com. It was Easter and Lola, a Brazilian literature professor, was enjoying a break at a beach with no internet access. Totally unaware of the defamation campaign being orchestrated against her on Twitter. That day in April 2015, the son of Geraldo Alckmin, the former Sao Paulo governor, and currently Brazil's vice president-elect, tragically died in a helicopter crash. Aronovich saw the events unfold on TV and headed home three days later, only to find thousands of posts that were unbecoming, of course, directed at her on Twitter for something she had not done. A fake tweet was created where I was lamenting that Alkman wasn't in the crash. Hmm. The attackers said I had deleted the tweet soon after posting it. The post went viral and I got threatened by politicians, academics, and users with large follower bases. She teaches at the Federal University of Sierra. I said I never wrote that. A far-right Twitter user noticed the image was false, but the damage was already done. Some of the people who reposted the fake tweet deleted their posts, but no one ever apologized to me, she said. This was one of the many occasions where Aronovich, who uses Twitter to discuss feminism and human rights issues, has been bullied and abused on the social media platform. She said, someone has harassed me incessantly for three years and I get constantly attacked. I have blocked tens of thousands of users in the last decade, said the professor, who has a base of just under 200,000 followers. Things do not bode well for activists activists like Aronovich with the challenges to, to the platform under its new owner, Elon Musk, namely paid verification product, Twitter Blue. She said, I'm getting anonymous comments on my blog saying they cannot wait until Twitter Blue is available in Brazil. They are planning to create a verified profile in my name to defame me as they please. The professor is concerned about Musk's plans to enforce his vision as a free speech absolutist while also generating profit. This is extremely dangerous, given that Musk's supporters are usually those who harass others online with campaigns that may extrapolate into the real world. Twitter Blue is effectively a license to attack. There are broader concerns over how the new management will affect the democratic debate on the platform. With 19 million users, Twitter is the ninth largest social network in Brazil, which pales in comparison with WhatsApp, the country's most popular social app, with 165 million users, according to We Are Social and Hootsuite Data. But how ironic it is, though, when we go to this article, courtesy of CNN Business, that Twitter will not restore Alex Jones's account, Elon Musk says. So, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones will not be returning to Twitter and will remain banned from the platform, according to its new owner, Elon Musk. Musk declared on Friday that Jones's account will not be restored in spite of some users' requests and spent the weekend defending the decision 
even as Twitter moved to restore other suspended accounts, including that of former president Donald Trump. No, Musk tweeted flatly in response to one user's call for Jones to be reinstated on Twitter. Musk elaborated on his position on Sunday evening, citing Bible scripture and his own personal experience with sudden infant death syndrome to explain his opposition to Jones, who has been ordered to pay hundreds of millions of dollars in damages for his lies about the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Musk tweeted saying, my firstborn child died in my arms. I felt his last heartbeat. I have no mercy for anyone who would use the deaths of children for gain, politics, or fame. The announcement on Jones's on Jones prompted a flood of replies, with some Twitter users commending Musk for continuing to deny Jones a platform, while others, including some of Jones's own self-professed supporters, said it showed Musk's inconsistent and arbitrary support for free speech, free speech principles. Tongue twisted a little there for me. After one Twitter user criticized Musk's decision and expressed disappointment that Jones would not be allowed back on Twitter, Musk replied, too bad. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that um, he ought to have his account reinstated. But what principles exactly are you standing on, Elon Musk? Exactly. Wasn't Donald Trump the one who said that he could stand in the middle of um, Times Square and kill somebody and nothing would come of it? Yep. Okay. Wasn't it Donald Trump who promotes violence against women by saying that he can grab them by their pee, their kitty cats? Wasn't he the one that said that? Yep. Okay. Wasn't Donald Trump the one that incited the January 6th insurrection? Allegedly, yep. Okay, all right. And the list goes on. The list goes on. So when did Elon Musk become judge, jury, and God? You're speaking out of two sides of your mouth, Elon Musk. You got to choose a side. You can't cite Bible scripture when it suits you, when show and tell here, show and tell, your actions show that you're far removed. Okay, so you had personal experience with SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. Okay, you, you had an experience with that, but I don't think you should use that as a weapon to ostracize anyone. So Musk says that Twitter, he wants it to be a place where people can speak freely, right? So you're only going to allow some people to speak freely and others to not speak freely. You're going to allow others to push lies, narratives that are false, but you're not going to allow others to do so. There's a huge hypocrisy going on here, Elon Musk. So you're going to have to make your mind up. You are a little, you know, 
you lack balance. Where, where exactly do you stand? Are you reeling from a bad business decision? Did you put your foot in your mouth and you regret it and now you are forced to follow through on a deal that you're sorry? You did? You say you have no mercy for anyone who would use the deaths of children for gain, politics, or fame. Well, shut down the whole damn Twitter then. Shut it down. Shut it down. That's what I would say. Take that $44 billion loss and keep it moving. You seem to be in the news or you like to be in the news like Donald Trump. You all seem to be from the same, as I said, school. I know you went, it was clarified for me that he grew up in South Africa, went to school in South Africa, but they must have connected somehow. Like minds, like minds, like minds. Hmm. You have me choking on my food with laughter, okay? I'm sorry. So, so here's the thing. When I started school, there was this thing of um, this government not allowing people or corporations to be a monopoly, mm -hmm. right? Because they didn't want just one entity to control things. We have strayed far from that, I think, since I started school. So now if you have the money, you can control something. You can do what you want with it. And that's exactly what he's showing you he's going to do. And it's going to be up to you as the person to decide whether you want to follow this or leave it by the wayside. That's how I'm seeing it. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Um... Elon, you are troubled, clearly. He, he even looks, and I know it's um, how photojournalists are trained to take pictures that will make you think one thing don't or another. Don't say it, moment. Don't, don't say it, moments. Don't say it. <laughs> okay, I won't. Okay, I won't. Don't say it. I won't. Okay, I won't. Yeah, let me, let me keep it moving. Um, Elon... It's either you're going to ban everyone or bring allow everyone freedom of speech. Remember just last week, he was not too pleased with Kathy Griffin for imitating him. So you're just like Trump. You want to bully, but you can't take it. You, you like to dish it out, but you can't take it. Why get into certain positions? You know it comes with certain things. Deal with it. You know, keep it moving. Next one. Wringing its hands over FTX's collapse, Washington hopes to prevent more crypto pain. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Lawmakers are watching the fallout from the sudden collapse of crypto company FTX stunned. FTX wasn't just another exchange, according to Senator Pat Toomey, Republican of Pennsylvania, the ranking member of the Senate Banking Committee, whose personal investments include cryptocurrency. This is different. But so far, the congressional response has been familial. Lawmakers have issued short statements, and the relevant committees 
including the House Financial Services Committee, the Senate Banking Committee, and the Senate Agriculture Committee have promised to hold hearings. But there is still no clear path to comprehensive crypto legislation. In an interview, Toomey faulted his colleagues for failing to do more. I think the inaction of Congress and the inconsistency and confusion of regulators has contributed to this problem, he said. Thousands of FTX customers are desperately trying to recover money that may be gone for good. And the whole world is anxious to contain any damage from the multi-tentacled crypto exchanges bankruptcy. As lawmakers debate on how to respond, regulators and law enforcement agencies have started investigations into the company once valued at tens of billions of dollars. The new CEO of FTX has fielded numerous inquiries from the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, the Securities Exchange Commission, and federal prosecutors, according to a court filing. But when it comes to digital assets, including cryptocurrencies, bureaucrats are locked in a turf war over who is responsible for overseeing what. The CFTC, top cop for the multi-trillion dollar derivatives market, argues it should regulate Bitcoin. The SEC claims most cryptocurrencies are securities like stocks and they should be subject to the same rules. Its chair, Gary Gensler, wants companies to provide investors with more information and to be more upfront about the riskiness of digital assets. On Monday, the Senate Agricultural Committee's chair and ranking member, uh, Senator Debbie Stabenow and John Boozman, announced a hearing. Why Congress needs to act Lessons learned from the FTX collapse. The two senators are among the sponsors of a bill called the Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act, which would allocate more regulatory responsibility to the CFTC. Yep, and I would call for that too. There needs to be some sort of legislation, and I know not everyone is going to agree, but it's too risky. Too risky. And anything with such a high risk, I am very iffy about, right? Always had my questions, always had my concerns about the digital world. And yes, I know it's being promoted as it's the future. But right now, there is no regulation. There's nothing to guarantee that I can get back even a portion of what I lose. Nothing. People were so concerned about having to pay taxes on the earnings in the digital world. But guess what? I would rather pay the taxes and be assured than not pay it and then lose, as has happened in this case here. So FTX has a new CEO. Hmm. Okay. So what's going to happen with the guy in the Bahamas? Because... I don't see anything happening to him. Me personally, me, 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 me moments. I think he's laughing all the way to the bank. He was very strategic, if you ask me. He was able to use influential celebrities from entertainment to the 
silver screen to sports to convince because we are so easily convinced if LeBron endorses, if Shaq endorses, if this person endorses, oh yeah, well, it must be good. We don't stop for a second sometimes to listen to our inner voice. Sometimes that thing sounds, hold on, pump the brakes, not yet, not yet, but we are so quick to make a buck. Yeah. Let this be a lesson. We don't like regulations. We think it's controlling, yes. They want to cut, yes. But in the end, there is some sort of peace of mind. I said it before, there are people who took out a second mortgage. They've never owned a house yet. Because I did bring up the fact you have homeowner and home buyer. Homeowner is someone who has paid off their house. A home buyer is someone who is still paying rent for their house. You're renting your house until you make that final payment. Just like a car. You're renting the car until you've made that last payment. Home car owner, car buyer. Okay? There are people who took out second mortgages on their homes and dumped it into cryptocurrency because they were so convinced. When it comes to risky investments, folks, don't invest it unless you can stand to lose it. Just like they say, don't lend it unless you are okay with not getting it back. Right? It would have been better to invest $1,000 than $100,000. Test out the 1000 And then you get your money off of, yeah, call me scared. Me not care. Call me scared. But I would rather invest a thousand, get the rewards from that, put back the said thousand, probably add a hundred, Panitara five hundred, take time increase. Uh uh uh, money too hard for come back. And now for those persons who took out these mortgages or took out loans to invest or cashed in on their four one ks and all of that, now they are scrambling. You see, folks, a lot of times the stress that we endure is self-inflicted. And it sounds harsh for me to say that, I know. But what I'm trying to say is be careful. If something is telling you on the inside, no, listen to that voice. It's there to protect you. All right. I'll leave that one right there. And courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com, court rules Bahamian regulators can recover expenses from FTX. The Bahamas Supreme Court has granted an order allowing the Securities Commission the right to be reasonably reimbursed for expenses incurred in connection with regulatory action taken to safeguard the digital assets of FTX Digital Markets Limited. In a statement, SCB said the order confirms the commission is entitled to be indemnified under the law and FDM shall ultimately bear the costs the commission incurs in safeguarding those assets for the benefit of FDMs, customers, and creditors. In a similar manner to other normal costs of administering FDMs assets, 
for the benefit of its customers and creditors. The Supreme Court previously granted SCB an order to seize the FDM's digital assets. The Supreme Court will determine what expenses FDM must repay to the SCB. SCB's investigation into the collapse of the FTX cryptocurrency exchange and its impact on the Bahamas registered FDM continues. Our next story is from the health scene. Study suggests that HDL or good cholesterol is less beneficial than previously thought, especially for black adults, courtesy of CNN Health. High density lipoprotein or HDL cholesterol, often referred to as the good cholesterol, may not be as useful in predicting the risk of heart disease and protecting against it as previously thought, according to new research funded by the National Institutes of Health. A study from the 1970s found that high levels of HDL cholesterol concentration were associated with low coronary heart disease risk, a link that has since been widely accepted and used in heart disease risk assessments. However, only white Americans were included in that study. Now, research published Monday in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology found that low levels of HDL cholesterol were associated with higher risks of heart attack among white adults, but the same was not true among black adults. Also, higher levels of HDL cholesterol were not found to reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease for either group. It has been well accepted that low HDL cholesterol levels are detrimental regardless of race. Our research tested those assumptions, said Natalie Pamir, who is a senior author of the study and an associate professor of medicine at the Knight Cardiovascular Institute at Oregon Health and Science University, and that's in Portland. It could mean that in the future, we do not get a pat on the back by our doctors for having higher HDL cholesterol levels. In the meantime, current clinical assessments for heart disease risk may classify risk in black adults, potentially hindering optimal cardiovascular disease prevention and management programs for this group. Ah, oh boy, you know what I'm hearing. You got to do your own research. Speak with your health care provider. Find yourself a health care provider who cares about you not just writing a prescription not just pushing narratives onto you but a healthcare provider who is willing to do trial and error with you too one who is willing to incorporate lifestyle into the regimen right it's your body Arm yourself with information. And we know there, there's a lot of information out there that can sometimes be so confusing. But take different angles when you go to your next doctor's visit and have a conversation with your doctor. If your doctor is one that is rushing you out of the office, that's not the doctor for you. I'm just going to say that. You want to make sure that your healthcare provider is one who will listen to your concerns 
who will address your concerns and try to relay them. All right? Not one who's going to hurry up and schedule another appointment for you to come back because they want more money out of you. Okay, folks? That's all I'm going to say. Research is ongoing when it when it you know we talk about healthcare and rightly so and things change. What was good yesterday not good today. What worked yesterday won't work today. So stay on top of your health, know your family history, know what you're prone to, what you're at risk at. But again, I'm going to say this, and I know I'm sounding like a broken record. See to it that your health care provider cares about you. You want someone who has a holistic approach. All right. We head on over to the sports segment. Almost said Sports Center. Uh, nope, can't say that. In sports news, Jalen Brown clears up energy comments. He made that appear to show support for the black Hebrew Israelites outside of Barclays Center. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. So on Sunday, Boston Celtics player Jalen Brown took to Twitter to clear up some comments he made that appeared to support the black Hebrew Israelites that gathered outside the Barclays Center ahead of Kyrie Irving's return to the court. He tweeted, and I quote, I was not aware of what specific group that was outside of Barclays Center tonight. I was celebrating the unification of her people, welcoming the return of Kyrie to the court. At first glance, I thought it was a known fraternity, the Q's Omega Psi Phi showing support. Brown had initially tweeted, energy in response to a video of the black hebrew israelites the nets welcomed irving back to the team after he had been suspended for promoting an anti-semitic film on social media and i don't know why they're still referring to it as an anti-semitic film because it is anything but but anyway to all of you that are standing next to me on this journey i want to say thank you i love you and i honor your fearlessness and bravery irving tweeted you motivated me more than you know. Now let's build and celebrate one another. <laughs> Jalen, Jalen, Jalen. <sighs> Who got to you, Jalen? Who told you that black Hebrew Israelites don't exist? Huh? Who told you? Somebody got to Jalen and told him you better shut up if you want to keep getting that check. Careful what you tweet. You may want to go back and retract your statement. Such slaves. I'm sorry. Such slaves. That's what athletes are, slaves. Shut up and dribble the ball and get that check. Otherwise, we're going to do to you what we did to Kanye and what we did to Carrie. Be careful now, boy. Get back out there. <laughs> You're going to tell me, Jalen, that you didn't know what was going on? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that was that you? <laughs> no, that you was people me. are paid millions of dollars. They're not slaves. These slavery is, is a terrible, disgusting thing. They are paid millions of dollars. Say they're stupid, say they're, 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 they're um, puppets, but don't call them slaves. 
what's the name? I see what sorry. you're saying. I see what you're that saying. That one always gets me. It always gets me. I'm sorry. That's that, that's a me. That's a Sunnet issue. I, I, it, it, you know, people go to jobs like I'm slaving away. You're earning a paycheck. <laughs> you're not being beaten. You're not being fed scraps. You are doing this voluntarily. They're doing sorry, it. They're voluntarily doing it, and they have allowed themselves to become puppets on strings. For the sake of a dollar bill so they are controlled they are controlled they can't say what they really want to say they can't support what they really want to support we need a stronger word okay so slave is too strong but we need something stronger than than stupid but moments can any of us do that on our daily jobs just Facts. besides this story can any one of us do that and 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 still have a job facts 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 and you know i was gonna say as long as you're working for them but the truth is I'm speaking to someone recently. We are no different. There's someone who works for a black owned company. In speaking to him, he said it was the worst decision of his life. He didn't take them take it to a whole nother level. So I don't know. Those who are in positions of power, what is it about being in power that makes you feel that you ought to control people, that people are not allowed to feel? As long as they're not being disrespectful, but they're not allowed to express. What is it? You have to hush, hush, hush. I don't know. But you're right, Javet. Great point. I need to find another word. Yes, Mr. Rett is so correct. We all have done it and we are still doing it. So it's not just the athletes, all of us in a position like that. So we all somewhat are stupid because we can't do what they do. So we all doing it. Been in it before or still doing it. So she's correct. It's not just them. Yeah. So we really need to take a hard look at ourselves, right? Oh, again, when are, when are we going to be brave enough to build up our own community? And I'll leave it right there. Uh, Kyler Murray's Cardinals. I'm sorry, go right ahead. Someone opened their mic. I do apologize. Uh, yeah, good morning, everyone. Morning, Otto. I, I don't think that we are actually stupid. I think we are just not in the position as a whole to come together, like Moments was just um, alluding to, to drive a, a certain point to where we have our own control. Because we realistically, no matter what we think right now, we all answer to them, no matter what kind of field we're in. And until we get our own communities back, which we had and they destroyed because they saw the kind of power that we had when we came together, 
whatever we do and say, they will use against us and stifle us as they're doing with the athletes and and, and people of power. Because um, I don't know if you, if anyone remembers, um, what's his name? Den, I think his name was Denzel Washington, not Washington. Ah, jeez, can't remember the individual's name. He was on Grey's Anatomy, and he made a comment, and that was the last we heard of him in his career. <laughs> and it was just a comment that he he thought he voiced his opinion on a matter. Um, it was a homosexual um, community. And they destroyed him and his career. That's the last we heard of him. He was a great actor. So until we have th- these platforms where we're not dependent on them and we're only depending on our, our own communities, this type of thing will continuously happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So that said, slave was not Isaiah Washington. Sula is saying thank you, Sula. Yes, that's him. Yeah, Sunet was saying stupid is not a good word. My major opposition is to slave, but I get you. I feel you, um, Sunet. I feel you. I definitely feel you on that. I definitely do. So I need to uh, find another word. I think dependent. What Alta Order said. Dependent. Okay. All dependent. Right. But that sounds nice. <laughs> That sounds like a nice You want word. too much this morning. You want too much. <laughs> I want too much, right? Yeah. So I- I'm going to um, take my lashing from Sinet and not use slave. Because they're being paid. You're right. They made the choice. You're absolutely right. They did make the choice. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we've got to go to the drawing books. Isaiah Washington. But why is it that whenever anyone from our community speaks out, they are publicly humiliated? Why is that the case? As uh, well, as Mama has pointed out, they get publicly humiliated for that. Why is it a constant with us? It's And the message I am getting from the public humiliation is that let me show your people that when you rise up against us, this is what we're going to do to you. Which in my mind is the equivalent of tying someone to a tree and lashing them. It's just in a different way. It was done publicly. Poor analogy, probably. Yeah. May I say something on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. Um, it is exactly what you just said. We, as I said before, we are still in the position where we're not, we don't have the power. And consistently they will remind us of such. It is no different than being on on a plantation to where if one of us gets out of line, they're going to show to others what can happen to you and what will happen to you. How do you keep someone in line is by showing them um, your force and putting fear into their minds and hearts. I'm not going to do what he or she just did. I saw what just occurred with them. So I'm going to toe the line and mind my business. Yeah. It is nothing more than modern day um, Willie Lynch. Yeah. Ooh. 
but that's how it looks, Javette. As as um, I don't know. <sighs> Shut up and dribble is what they're telling you to do. You're getting paid, so be quiet. And you're gonna do, you're gonna play by our rules in your personal life, in your business life, when you're on the court, off the court. It's our way. You dare not tweet. You dare not support your own people. You dare not support your own people. That's that's the message. And we have been trained over and over again. We have to do refresher courses. And, and I, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. But over and over again, we do refresher courses. Right? Yeah. Remember now. Stay in line. What happens when one of their people says something deflammatory or derogative towards our culture? Nothing. They say that he or she is sincerely sorry and they apologize publicly and they go on to have brighter futures. That Whereas our, our set, we have no more future. That is it. Shut us down. So we don't have any spines. So how do we learn to speak to our people in a way that doesn't shut us down? Because I do feel that you can relay a message. Do we have to go back to speaking in drums? (laughs) (laughs) Do we have to go back to... um, you know, speaking a different language in order to relay the message? Do we need sign language? We probably do. And, and I mean, this may sound like I'm being facetious, but I'm dead serious. No, I'm dead I'm dead serious with you, Jafet. We may have to. We have to now speak in code. And then guess what's going to happen, Javette? They're going to infiltrate. They're going to find somebody. And <laughs> you know what? We're weak. We're weak. And here's why I'm saying that. They will find the weakest link who will be so desperate that will go behind our backs. We'll all, you know, and we all agree, but they know that there's a weak link somewhere. And they're going to say certain things and do certain things to find that weak link. And then, boom, yes, that weak link is going to be the sellout. Unfortunately, I think that's just human nature. It's been happening from ancient times, and I honestly don't think it will ever change. Won't change. Yeah. (sighs) I don't know. Got to pray for people. But we worship the dollar. You remember when they say that, um, they would say money is the root of all evil. No, money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. That's the root of all evil. We worship money. And because we worship money, we put money ahead of humanity. I got to defend this money because I need to be able to pop them bottles. I need to be able to buy them luxury vehicles and buy these mansions. And I need to be able to be balling. We care more about that than our people. And let's, let's not pretend. That is a fact. We're selfish. And until we get rid of that selfish trait out of our blood, it's never going to change. 
will always be for sale. Highest bidder, whoever can pay me the most to get on the court. We do it with the jobs too. Whoever will pay me the most for the position to get the job done, that's where I'm going to go. So I'm being devil's advocate. Aren't we just taking care of our families? Yes, we are. <laughs> but is our family supposed to just be immediate, Javette, or is it supposed to be extended? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Our next story from the World Cup world. Saudi Arabia stuns Argentina with inspired second half performance. Oh, yes. Saudi Arabia shocked Argentina with two second half goals to beat one of the pre-tournament favorites in their opening World Cup match, marking the first upset of the 2022 edition of the sport's biggest event. It all seemed to be going to plan for the Argentines on Tuesday after their captain and talisman Lionel Messi slotted in a penalty 10 minutes after Saud Abdulhamid hauled down Leandro Paredes in the box. Argentina then attacked with ferocity as Saudi Arabia struggled to contain them. Messi had the ball in the back of the net not long after his first, only for the goal to be ruled offside. Another offside goal followed after Lautaro Martinez dinked the ball over Saudi keeper Mohamed Al-Owais with a cool finish. He reeled away towards the Argentina fans who had been in fine voice, only for VAR to turn down the goal because of a marginal offside. In a thoroughly dominant first half display, Argentina held nearly two-thirds possession failed to capitalize, straying offside seven times in total. Come on, Argentina. Listen, my money's on you, but come on, come on, come on. How are you feeling, Marlon? Did you get to see the game, Marlon? No, I didn't. It was too early in the morning. Oh, sorry. Sorry about nah. that. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm watching Mexico and Poland, so... Who are we going for, Mexico? Eh, yeah. Argentina kind of surprised me. I can't believe they, but that the other team play well. So I saw recaps. They look good. So let's see what happens um, in a couple of more days. Okay. They got to they gotta clean up and tighten up a little bit. So. Who else is up we'll for today? Who else is playing today? Um, France and um, I think Australia. Oh, I'm going to go with France on that one. Yeah, France trying to get win the title again, so they look good too, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to go with France on that one. And ladies, yes, I, um, I select my teams on what the players look like if they have some cute players on the team. Forgive me, I'm shallow as heck, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm going to go with France. Yeah, don't come for me. <laughs> don't come for me on that one at all. All right, we're going to take another quick break. And then when we return, we have Believe It or Not stories. 
enteré, se nota cuando me ve. Ahí donde no has llegado, sabes que yo te llevaré. Y dime qué quieres beber, es que tú eres mi bebé. Y de nosotros, ¿quién va a hablar si no nos dejamos ver? Yo sé torcha, yo sé pulgar, y cuando te lo quito, te lo pari. Las copas de vino, las libras de Mari. Estás bien suelta, yo de safari. Tú me ves el culo fenomenal, pa' yo devorarte como animal. Si no te has venido, yo te voy a esperar. En mi camino lo voy a celebrar. Baby, a ti no me pongo, y siempre te lo pongo. Y si tú me tiras, vamos a tener el mundo. Si por mí te lo pongo, vas a tener el mundo. Sin con el lo que digan tu amiga, ya yo me enteré. Thank you for tuning in online on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go. It is Turned Up Tuesday on Coffee and Toe. Today we're playing Mumbaton and Reggaeton. Enjoy. Si fuera la Uru me tuviese parqueado Dando vueltas por el condado Contigo siempre le va a Tú no eres mi señora Pero toma cinco mil y gastarle en Sephora Mi botón ya no compra en Pandora Como fixing a los hombres perfora eh. Hace tiempo le rompieron el cora Estudiosa puesta para ser doctora Pero le gustan los títeres huileando motora Remember, coming up at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, the Rose Solo Show live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, and FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. You don't want to miss it.
So I'm watching a video on TikTok. I'm sorry, I got a cut for this one. I'm watching a video on TikTok. And of course, it reignites the question that I've always asked. So, you know, you go to a wing spot, but you know, there is a wing spot that we used to go to a lot, a whole lot. And you order 10 wings. In reality, you're only getting five wings, right? Because they separate the the um they separate the drum from the flat and the, or what i call the flat the that that right angle piece that's not 10 wings if you're giving me five drums and five flaps that's not 10 wings when are we going to tell them that 10 wings is the whole thing why are we accepting that as 10 wings that's not 10 wings folks you ever anybody ever thought about that but anyway, so there's a video and there's, I'm seeing that they're showing how to cut up your wings. So you can, you cut off the drum and then the flats, you cut the flat down the middle. So you know the flats has the two bones. Yeah, you cut in between the two bones and it looks pretty good. I hope they don't start doing that in restaurants and calling that because that, that, that's that's what one third now that you'd break it down to. But they say they have a shortage of chicken wings. I don't know how, but they say they do. All right. Um, Wait, so is it was this a, a home cooked recipe or like a fast food joint? No, this that? is a home cooked recipe showing that. Um, but it has had over almost 250,000 views and they look the color looks like Hooters wings I'm not gonna lie they seasoned up real good but what I'm saying I'm, I'm just hoping so that they don't that you know people don't get this idea and put that in their restaurants and say ah we can turn a flap into two pieces I've never been to Hooters what's the color of that it's a beautiful orange oh <laughs> to match the shorts that the girls wear oh are you serious you're serious yeah the wings look like the, look like the shorts the color cheetos yeah that oh, color wow. yeah okay, you've never right. been to hooters Sinat? no there are no hooters in the north not okay not really? in the north where i've lived oh okay i've passed by one in florida <laughs> in tampa i remember passing one in tampa when i was over there but i've never been to one myself mm. Used to go to Hooters a lot back in the day, a lot, at least twice a week, right, Marlon? If not more, yeah, probably twice a week. And the order for twenty years remains the same, Sonette. Ten wings, naked, extra wet, spicy, a burger, American cheese, medium well, mayonnaise on the side, a Corona. No, two Coronas. Occasionally, if you feel for it, we'll get buffalo shrimp. Hasn't changed. And the curly fries. That's the same uh, thing we order, we've been doing for 20 years. So funny. I guess we're, we're boring at Hooters. <laughs> we, there was you like a, what you like. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying you like what you like. Yeah. There was um, one in Fort Lauderdale 
that we would go to all the time. And the waitress, she knew what our order was. We didn't even have to. She just, okay, the same, right? Yeah, that was it. Never changed. But then, who? It's yeah, they're not the same. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> Anybody else does that? You go to a particular spot and you get the same thing over and over and over again. You don't care to try anything else. That's it. Or are we the only boring ones? I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, boy. And I'm not promoting any restaurant. I'm not. Definitely not. Okay. So, where are we? Believe it or not, stories. A FAMU grad student who was denied a degree over viral nude photo will finally receive it. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they would do that to her. So FAMU grad student, and this story is courtesy of Ball Alert. Um, she was denied her master's degree, and that's Florida A&M. Well, they have changed their mind and will now give it to her. Williams took a nude photo this spring at Florida's, uh, the Florida school's landmark, which went viral and delayed her from pursuing her career. Williams felt she was expressing her creativity and even participated in the graduation ceremony at FAMU, and that's according to NBC Miami. But the university thought differently. I took one next to the snake statue that represents me shedding like a snake into my new chapter, she said. Her picture was taken by the landmark snake synonymous with FAMU's nickname, the Rattlers. She then posted the nude photo on her social media. Nice picture, I must say. Hold on. Hold on a second. Did you ask that picture? Went, let me put it up for y'all. Hold on a second. Um, yeah, let, let me put that picture up so y'all can be the judge of that one. Uh, and we all shed our skin. <laughs> we do shed skin. Uh, let's see. Okay, that you gotta click on the link and scroll down and you will see the picture that you know was winglets <laughs> that's creating that created a storm. Girl, that's a nice pic. I wish I had a body like that. I would take a nude picture too. Sorry, forgive me. Um, their words <laughs> what was unique about that photo was that I appeared to be nude and I had snakes coming out of my head. William said after the photo circulated online, the school told her that her master's diploma would be held up despite her meeting all the graduation requirements. Their words were there should be a trial to decide if I violated any student code of conduct. I was a little shocked because I didn't feel like I violated any rules. To me, it was a complete violation of her, her First Amendment right of expression said attorney David Kubilion. Kubilion and attorney Scott Eggleston said Williams was not naked when she took the picture, but was wearing a nude colored bodysuit. Oh, looks nude to me, but okay. All right. If you say so. Um, anybody see the picture yet? You clicked on the link and scroll down to take a look at the picture. Look at it. When she took that picture, there was no one around the campus. So it's not like she disrupted school functions, which is what the school initially said. Secondly, 
that she violated a law which was confirmed by the school's police department that she was not in any violation of any Florida statute. Williams said the delay caused her to gain internships uh, with mental counseling facilities without her master's degree. I wasn't able to move forward with the process because I did not have the degree to present. She was unjustly treated by the university for not giving her her diploma, which she rightfully earned. Williams went before a university board at the end of the summer to plead her case. FAMU ended up ruling in her favor, and now she's waiting on the diploma so she can show it to potential counseling firms. I think somebody hated on her body, my opinion. I don't care. You have so okay she said she was wearing a, a a nude jumpsuit when she did this bodysuit when she took this picture yeah so then she edited it to to, to appear nude because <laughs> she, she must have because unless i'm completely blind me too she's nude she's nude so I, did she, if she's saying that she, she had clothes on when she took the photograph and then she edited it fine let me guess. It, maybe it was a thong bodysuit and it was shorts. And so she could edit out the lines for the thongs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that hypothesis in my brain. I'm done, though. <laughs> She's nude in the photo, but go ahead. Thank you, Sadat. And by the way, I have no problem with her being nude. Like, she, if she didn't break any rules. I'm sorry, Javid. I'm going to be done. If she didn't break any rules, then, then great. I'm just, my question was, she's saying she was wearing clothes and I don't see any clothes. But that was it. Yeah. All good. Okay. Thank you, Sadat. Go ahead, Javid. Oh, where do I begin? People, use your common sense. I don't have any problem with her body. I don't think that her degree should have been withheld. But you stood naked on public property. Come on now, people. And you can't even lie and say well, you were in the park because it specifically says, fam, you, Florida A&M. <laughs> Use better judgment, people. That's all I got to say. Poor judgment. The more I look at the photo, I'm really struggling to see the bodysuit that they say she was wearing. Um, she ain't had no bodysuit on. She didn't have no bodysuit on. But here's what I would have done, Javette. I would have taken the photo elsewhere and then Photoshop it. And, and have the Florida A&M snake as the background. That's what I would have done. I can do that for you, girl. Come on. You could have reached out to me. Holla at me. I could have hooked but, you up. But even if you Photoshopped it, you're still using somebody else's brand <sighs> yeah. or name. Yeah. That, that, I mean, you just graduated college, black woman. Come on. <laughs> Beautiful body. Ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I don't see anything either, Mama Linus. Nothing at all. Mm. You worked hard for your masters. And I agree, they should not have withheld it from her. If she met all the criteria, why withhold? Let her get her degree and carry on with her life. If you want to um, impose a fine, impose a fine. But I think withholding her degree was too much. I'm sorry. She was standing up there the way God created her. That's right, girl. 
take it to OnlyFans. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Do not listen to me. So a high school water polo coach convicted of molesting nine teenage girls as unsuspecting parents sat poolside. Story courtesy of theshaderoom.com. A prominent high school water polo coach in California was convicted of sexually assaulting nine teen girls during training sessions, all while their unsuspecting parents stood or sat poolside. On Wednesday, jury found Bahram Horesh of Irvine guilty of 22 felony counts after a five-week trial, including charges of sexual battery, sexual penetration, and lewd acts on a child. The jury also found him guilty of simple assault in connection to one of the unnamed victims, the Orange County Register reports. Prosecutors said the 46-year-old touched their breasts, twisted their nipples, touched their genitals above and below their swimsuits, and digitally penetrated them underwater during coaching sessions. The disgraced coach reportedly told the young woman that all of this was necessary to toughen them up for competition. That's according to prosecutors. The victims ranged in ages from 13 to 17 at the time of the incidents, which occurred between 2012 and 2017. Why wasn't he shut down the minute the, the first time it happened? Why was he allowed to do this for five years? 2012, 2017, five years, right? Why was this condoned for five years? He should have been shut down from the first incident. And can somebody explain to me what digital penetration is? I don't know what that is. He put his finger in their vaginas. That's di- that's what you call digital penetration. Your fingers are your digits. Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. I learned something new today. Thank you, Sunet, for teaching me that because I... It was. I'm going to be honest. It's the first time hearing the term, let alone knowing what it means. So I missed up. So he said it was he. It was necessary for what? I missed that part because I had to switch over to toughen them up for competition. Fuck Sorry. I'm so sorry. I know how you feel. I know how you feel, Sinet. I know how you feel. It wasn't clear. Don't worry about it. It wasn't too clear. But I know how you feel. To toughen them for competition. Competition includes swimming, fast, slow, butterfly, um, freestyle, all these things. Nothing about penetration should happen during competition for anybody. Disgusting. Exactly. Mm -mm. But for five years he did this. How long did it take for the first person to come out and cry foul? And he did that while in the water with these students. And the parents are sitting right there. Mm-mm. He needs his digits cut off. And to be Mm-mm. dismembered. So basically, when he makes them angry or mad, they swim faster. See, I have a cousin that swims. Oh, I don't even want to hear this. I don't even want to hear this. This is just Mm-mm. disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, Lord knows. Lord knows. 
Lord, oof, Lord, you know. Let me just leave it right there. Over 150 Roman Catholic priests in the Archdiocese of Baltimore have been accused of sexual and physical assault of 600 plus victims. How many times have I said that they need to shut down the Catholic Church? Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com, an investigation has uncovered allegations of sexual and physical abuse at the hands of hundreds of Roman Catholic priests in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. More than 150 Roman Catholic priests have been accused of abusing more than 600 victims over the past 80 years, ABC News has reported. Maryland's Attorney General Brian Frosch, and I hope that's his correct pronunciation, has identified 115 of those priests who were prosecuted for sex abuse or had been identified publicly by the Archdiocese as having been credibly accused of abuse while another 43 had been accused of sexual abuse but their identity was not released by the archdiocese why on god's green earth are you protecting these morons in 2019 an investigation surrounding the priest's abuse resulted in a 463 page report that has yet to be released to the public Frosch is working on getting that information and has filed a motion in Baltimore Circuit Court for its release, which is said to include information obtained by grand jury subpoenas. In his motion, he wrote, publicly airing the transgressions of the church is critical to holding people and institutions accountable and improving the way sexual abuse allegations are handled going forward. The investigation reviewed 80 years of documents and created phone and email systems for potential informants or victims to use to share information. A successful system that garnered more than 300 people who contacted the Attorney General's office. For decades, survivors reported sexual abuse perpetrated by Catholic priests and for decades, the church covered up the abuse rather than holding the abusers accountable and protecting its congregations. The Archdiocese of Baltimore was no exception. Victims were identified as boys and girls who were between preschool age and young adults. I'm done. How many of these Catholic priests have been incarcerated? Not enough. It seems we have this conversation every two, three, four months in, <gasps> in, in these rooms. And uh, my thing is the, the silence by the church is, is just uh, alarming. Never a condemnation. I might trickle out every now and then. But uh, who's protecting our children is my question every single time. Who's the gatekeepers for us? And you expect these children to grow up to be functioning adults? Fabian, I have said them need to bond on the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is grossly responsible for a lot of the atrocities that have happened around the world in the form of slavery. 
colonization, genocide. The Catholic Church is behind it all. They blessed the people who carried out these heinous acts. They funded them too. For, exactly. When are we going to rise up and call for the eradication, the discontinuation of the Catholic Church? They are a corrupt organization. Run by the devil. And I don't want the damn Pope coming out and talking about um, apologies. Take your apologies and stuff it where the sun don't shine. Preschool children. And you know this is carrying on. You know this is going on. And you cover it up. It needs to come to light. Every single one of the names. We need to know these people's names. Who these people are. Look how many nuns in I have. Make on go sleep. Go and go sleep with the nun them. They have. But the nuns are not enough for them. I look a picture of them like. I've said this before. God knows best because believe you me, if it were one of my children, I'd be okay sitting in jail. In jail, And I'm not promoting violence, but I'd be okay sitting in jail. And I'm going to just rest that right there. I will do the time. Because God forbid I allow you to molest my child in the name of what? And then you wonder why there are people who don't believe in God. And then you wonder why there are people who have distanced themselves from church. I saw a video the other day where um, Emily Crooks was talking, you know, the famous interview with Emily Crooks and um, Ninja Man. And she was asking him if he's a Christian. And he gave a very good answer. He, uh, he pretty much what he's saying is he don't align himself with no church. He align himself with God. Further away from the church, closer to God is what he said because the church is corrupt. I can sit in my house and worship God. I don't need to be in church to worship God. Where two or more gathered, there he is also. Me have my husband. I'm a four pitney. Then we're good. So church leaders are quicker to criticize the flock and who no Christians sitting in the pews and the aisles, but them not criticizing one another. Them not out them one another. Them say all kind of something are going on at the church. All of them. And if they're not participating, they might look the other way, but in so doing, they are enabling. But them not criticize each other. Hmm. Listen. Who do we cry out to for them to shut down the Roman Catholic Church globally? Is it the United Nations? Who? Who do we make the case to? You hear the word Roman Catholic and you cringe. Very wealthy church, if not the most wealthy 
organization in the world as a in the religious sector what is so appealing about the catholic church that even though there are these atrocities that continue to happen people still flock to the roman catholic church are we that indoctrinated are we that brainwashed we don't see that there's something wrong that you would support an organization that promotes abuse, sexual abuse to minors. It's, not a, it's never adults being abused. It's always minors. They rule the world, so it's hard to shut them up. <sighs> we need to get rid of them. I'm sorry. They need to shut every single one of them down. Bun dong the church them. We don't need these edifices up. We don't need to see these structures because they are traumatizing reminders of the impositions made on these children. Who every time they walk by or drive by or they see a picture of, they are reminded of how they were brutalized. Countries need to stop celebrating when the Pope a, a, a come at their country. We don't need to lay out no red carpet for him. He don't need to go to your country. We want to need him there for. And I have, to, and, and yes, I'm not saying he's the one who committed the crime, but he's the leader of the organization. When people who lead groups and organizations um, do wrong and not necessarily them but people within their organization who we hold accountable the leaders right they're the ones we go after right so we go after him because you're the leader you know what's going on you've known what's been going on and quite frankly you're doing nothing about it so shut him down we don't want you in our country now come back you're not welcomed here until you're ready to do something about it, which is close the doors. It's just disheartening. Really, really disheartening. Gotta take a quick break. Gotta take a quick break because make me just not understand what is going through these people's minds for 80 years. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Rihanna. Uh -huh. in my stones let it rain i hide your plane in the bank coming down like a thousand jones when the clouds come we go we rockefeller we fly higher than weather and cheap vibes are better you know me in anticipation for precipitation stack chips with a rainy day jay rain man is back with little miss sunshine rihanna where you at you have my heart and we'll never be worlds apart maybe in magazines but you still be
you be so cold as the winter wind when it breeze yo just remember that you talking to me though you need to watch the way you talking to me yo i mean after all the things that we've been through i mean after all the things we got into hey yo i know what some things that you ain't told me hey yo i did some things but that's the old me and now you want to get me back and you gonna show me so you walk around like you don't know me you got a new friend well i got homies but in the end it's still so lonely time for us to get into our entertainment stories. First up, Todd and Julie Chrisley sentenced for fraud and tax crimes convictions. Story courtesy of CNN Entertainment. Reality TV stars Julie and Todd Chrisley were sentenced to prison in federal court on Monday. The Chrisley knows best couple were found guilty in June of conspiracy to defraud banks out of more than $30 million in fraudulent loans, CNN previously reported. In addition, they were found guilty of several tax crimes, including attempting to defraud the Internal Revenue Service. Judge Eleanor L. Ross sentenced Todd Chrisley to 12 years in prison with three years of supervised release. His wife, Julie Chrisley, was sentenced to seven years in prison and three years of supervised release. Their accountant, Peter Tarantino, was sentenced to three years in prison and three years of supervised release. According to the Department of Justice, evidence in the case showed that the Chrysler's were able to obtain the loans by submitting false bank statements, audit reports, and financial statements. The money was used to buy luxury cars, designer clothes, real estate, and travel. That's according to Department of Justice press release. Then... While earning millions of dollars on their former reality show, the Chrysler's, along with their accountant, conspired to defraud the IRS and evade collection of delinquent taxes. Chrisley Knows Best debuted in 2014 on the USA Network. New episodes filmed prior to the trial will debut sometime next year. In a short statement to CNN in June, one of Todd Chrisley's attorneys, Bruce Morris, said they were disappointed in the verdict and planned to appeal. CNN has reached out to representatives of the Chrysler's and Tarantino for comment on Monday's sentencing. I used to watch their show a lot. I liked Nanny Faith, that's Todd's mother. I liked Chase, that's their second son who would be son child number three and i liked chloe the granddaughter they won custody of the granddaughter um this is so sad so i was looking at the so unfortunate but you got to be careful what you do but my question is how is it that the accountant only gets three years if the if the accountant helps with the orchestration of the plan how comes he only got three years and my other question is how is it that Todd got 12, but Julie got seven? The math is a mathing for me. Mamas, why do you feel this is sad? Because of the granddaughter, Chloe. The granddaughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just think this shows, especially our young people, that reality 
is not reality. Yep. Yep. And last, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. All the lavish living in life, for the most part, may not be gotten with, uh, with uh, positive or what's the word I'm trying to say? Basically, they got all of their riches by doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the wife probably got more years because he probably put a lot of his businesses in her name. You mean he got he got more than the wife? He got more than the wife. No, the wife got more time than him. No, he got twelve. The wife got seven. First twelve. Oh, I yeah. thought I heard it the other way. No. He got, well, it's funny you call him the wife because a lot of comments on social media, Javed, people are saying, well, now he gets to be himself because everybody thinks he's gay. I think he's gay, but whatever. <laughs> I will plead a fifth on that one. <laughs> now he'll be able to live his truth. But yes, Javed, I agree with you 100%. And that is what is sad too, that you had to do all of this. And I, I said this to Marlon yesterday, and I know I've said this several times on here, something my father always taught me. Never you grudge a man for what I have because you don't know what he did to get it. You might see your neighbor across the road with a Bentley, a Maserati, a Maybach, a Porsche. You don't know what he's doing to get it. You really don't know. You might have friends in your circle who are taking trips every weekend, living the lavish lifestyle, always posting on social media, going here, there, and everywhere, but we don't know what they're doing to get it. Be satisfied with what you have, no matter how humble. And the thing that gets me and I'm sorry, I know someone is trying to say something. Give me one second. I know the thing that gets me is that you have a successful show. Why the need to do this? Pay your taxes. Do right. Why do you need to borrow money from the bank to live a lavish lifestyle? Why do you need to do that? Luxury cars. You know, I remember when Savannah had that car crash. Remember when the car went in the ditch, Marlon? And she barely survived that one. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is it worth it? Because you're trying to be like the Joneses? Earn your money, earn it the right way. I would rather do OnlyFans. And if you have to pay my taxes, you pay your taxes. It is what it is. <laughs> One of the underwritten blessings moments <laughs> is being able to walk down the street and worry about nobody I look off your head back. Serious talk. For real? Just, you know, nobody nothing. You live within your means, and uh, you're good with it. And you're good with it. Mm. 
It is best to be simple. You hear me tell you? It is best to live a simple lifestyle. No frills, no fuss. And when you project yourself as a righteous person, because he held his children to high standards. Oh, you, a lady doesn't do this, you know. You got to be careful. You really got to be careful. So some of the comments on social media, too, I wonder how he's going to manage without his Botox because, and his facials because he's always getting his Botox and facials and talks about how cute and pretty he is. Um, yeah. Got to be careful. And another lesson to be learned in all of this, too, is don't be so quick to get into certain circles. You know, yes, they say you want to move ahead. You have to align yourself with certain people. Be very careful with that, too. What circle are you getting into? Do you know? Do you really know? Do you really know who you're aligning yourself with? Do you really know the people you're emulating, the people you're putting up on pedestals? What you have to remember is that we're all human. None are better than the other. And I think we tend to worship people because they have money or they have status. They have a saying, the higher monkey climb, the more he exposes himself. And that is so true. All the time people have some sayings, you know. We don't quite get it. Question. Yes. Do, you have, he, do, do they have to pay back restitution? I don't see it. And I'm glad you brought that up because we spoke about that last night, Marlon. We see no indication that they have to pay restitution. We don't see where property has been seized. Luxury cars have to be, um, or anything has to be forfeited. We don't see that anywhere. So let's see if there is going to be more. If there is going to be more to come. Okay. All right. And he'll be all right. He's going to federal prison. So he, he's taking his Botox. <laughs> federal prison is, is, I hear that is nice in there compared to regular prison. So he'll be just fine. He'll be all right. Yeah. They'll just, he'll just get to have his butt paddled. He'll be just <laughs> fine. <laughs> He's going to go in there and turn it into one fabulous place. Yeah. Although he's not going to do 12 years. He's not. Yeah. They give him probably a couple of years and they say overcrowded, let him out. Mm, he he can't can manage in there. Uh, you'll be out you'll be out within a year. Yeah. But here's the other thing, Marlon. <sighs> Lord forgive me for this. Forgive me for this. Why is it that they're still going to air new episodes of Chrisley's Knows of Chrisley Knows Best next year? Why are they allowed to have their show? continue to air is that fair go ahead, go ahead mr vet go they're living the martha stewart life 
That is true though, because didn't didn't they? She went to jail and she still get. She made more money in jail. Jail than when she was out here. Cause it is true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not gonna lose anything. They're gonna come back out. They're still gonna have the millions of dollars because there's no restitution being asked of, as far as I'm seeing on the news report. Unless in other stories they have to pay it. But right now I'm looking at the CNN report. There's no demand for restitution. So they're going to come out, have the money, have the luxury lifestyle just the same intact, and carry on and probably make a lot more. But yet, within the black community, we are ostracized, cut down everything. Then chop it down and throw it out the fire and burn we up. But we already know we live in two different Americas, right? We already know. Facts. <laughs> Fabian's PTR with Snoop Dogg and um, and Martha Stewart. <laughs> yeah, so B. Simone split Twitter down the middle. How many showers? That was a debate on story courtesy of the shade room so b simone uh who's a comedian recently got candid about her showering routine which includes touching water every two to three days and her openness sparked a twitter debate that's getting folks dragged for showering too often or not often enough the conversation first started on b simone and megan ashley's podcast know for sure with comedian desi banks as a guest and the group began discussing nasty habits b spilled her hygiene habits after asking megan to name drop something she does that's nasty so simone said i don't shower every day and followed by asking is that nasty as the conversation continued simone explained that she'd rather sleep than shower during busy days in her schedule so per their example if b simone showers on monday the next time she might rinse her body off is wednesday or thursday morning nobody don't knock her truckers don't bathe every day <laughs> i know that for a fact and we we ain't women so <laughs> you still have something that can smell down there <laughs> nothing to, but mr vet it not gonna smell as bad <laughs> oh my god y'all y'all have cracks and crevices <laughs> that y'all may not clean properly so it shifts And then the jiggle without wiping, <laughs> yeah. Lord have mercy. Um, but realistically, though, why are we scorning her or looking down on her when there are people who don't have access to water throughout the world and are not able to take a shower, have a shower every day? Them said they're never kill a man yet. Let's think back to you. Remember those saying June bride? You know how that saying is it June or July bride? You remember how that saying came about, right? Y'all know that one? Because back then they only bathed in certain times a year, right? Yeah, 
and they still lived and they still got married and they were still getting on and still having kids. Yeah. I installed my bidet last um, two weeks ago. Yay, yay. It's, it's, a, it's a fantastic addition to your bathroom, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, showers are important. Oh, hold on. So that's the one that attaches to your toilet. Okay. Th this is a PT. I don't even know. I can't even see this clearly. But yeah, it's. I just bought an attachment to attach to the toilet. You After you use a bath, you may get a little rinse and, and then you move on to the next activity. Okay. The one I have is a separate thing. It's beside the toilet. It's like Ooh, nice. Yeah. So your own separate bidet, you use the toilet and then you get up and move to the next thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't want to do oh I don't have the space for that. But um this is a nice attachment. You just okay. turn it on and get a quick rinse. You don't have to go to another move and drip to a one I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I need to go by Quite a few more. You, no, to put you in their no to put in the bathrooms for the boys. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, men need to to men bidets are good for you too. Right, yeah, I need to do that. But is it mandatory for us to bathe every day? Re realistically speaking, let's let's be real for a second. Is it mandatory? I don't think so. I'll be, I'll I'll stand on the limb and I'll go and and be Smith. Yeah. I don't think it's mandatory to bathe every day. Yeah. If if because I mean, how many people in the let's go back to we don't even go back in time right now. You don't have to bathe every single day. You if you're not working out in a sweaty environment where you're like building doing all that extra heavy work, it's not necessary. Yes, wash your your privates, you know because. That those areas, armpits, and you know the the zones. Right. Those needs to be clean. But if you can't get enough shower every single day or a bathtub, you're not gonna die. Exactly. And no man in restaurant is gonna die either. Exactly. But, yeah. Think about a hurricane when you don't have any water. What do you do? Where do you, okay? Let let let's bring it to reality for a second. So one person said, "So B Simone doesn't shower every day. That's gross. Don't care. Not doing it." I take two to three showers a day. You know what? Until you're in a natural disaster, you're going to realize that <laughs> you won't be able to take two to three showers a day. All right? So it's her choice. Uh, I know what's his name said he has walked by her and she doesn't smell at all. Not at all. He actually said she, sm she has a lovely, refreshing smell. So whatever she's doing, it's working for her. She's probably wiping out the necessaries, right? Yeah. Taking that, what, what I like to call a whole bath. Probably that's what she's doing. So she's she maintains her armpits and her, um, what do you call the aerial? Genitals. Is it erogenous? Privates. Maybe, never mind. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, I went way too far. My bad. <laughs> her, her, her. I, I, I... Her private I think parts. that's the I, I think that's the room at night that we have, right? Isn't that for the room at, at night? I know. I'm sorry. You know, sometimes my brain has We're to switch a over. Today, right? It's all good. Yes. It's the holidays. Oh Less rules, God. the better. Less rules, oh the better. Oh Lord, we're keeping it light this week. So, 
final story in the entertainment scene, London on the track and father of Shenzia's son responded to accusations from mother of London's daughter, courtesy of the Shade Room. The mother of London on the track's daughter has launched accusations of inappropriate behavior against Shenzia's son. As of Monday, both sets of parents involved in the claims have seemingly reacted online. Ebony first brought the situation to online audiences on her Instagram story last week. Um, people have speculated that Shensia and London are dating for months, though neither has confirmed the romance. Ebony's claims are the first indication that the pair have been spending time together and allegedly blending their families. London is the father to Ebony's daughter, Paris, a daughter with Summer Walker, um, and two sons. Okay, Shensia is a mother to a son who celebrated his seventh birthday on November 17, she shared a celebratory post for Raj, which folks online seemed to think it was a slight at Ebony's accusations. So, um, after receiving backlash for addressing things online, she claimed that the unspecified incident is documented, but that a kid doesn't get locked up or even talked to. She also alleged that she tried to address things with the parents, presumably Shensia and London, but that other parties try to sweep things under the rug. Ebony also released screenshots of an alleged text thread with London. The mother seems to be pleading with London to address the incident, while London claims they already resolved the situation a week ago. So I remember when this came to the forefront and I did say that because there are minors involved, this should never had made it to social media. Never, 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 never. You protect children at all costs. You deal with it offline. But at the same time, I can understand where Ebony is coming from. She feels slighted in that she has tried to address it with them and they ignore it and disregard it. And she has got a lot of backlash from the Jamaican community saying that, oh, Raj is too cute. Raj would never do such a thing. He is a sweet boy. And I, I must say this. Let me tell her something. And I'm not saying he did or did anything. But apparently it's not the first time he did it based on other reports that came out. Um, let me say this. You see this thing where we talk about people too cute? Are because them come from a certain background or whatever. So we excuse or we turn a blind eye or we deny. We need to stop that. We need to stop that. So because so if he wasn't cute, then he would be guilty. Is that the court we're putting it in? Because he's cute. And he's such a sweet little boy. And he's intelligent. Does that mean he's not capable of certain things? But if he were not cute, we would say, yeah. You see the hypocrisy of us as human beings? And we can take it into so many different avenues, but I'm not going to go there because we don't even have the time for it. But we need to be very careful the messages we're sending. It makes it
Gotta say thank you to all the listeners that logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Uh, I invented a sweat. Popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cab. Proof. Thank you to everyone that logged on to JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app. J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio. Take us on the go. Thank you to everyone who hung out with me right here on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. Thank you so much for your participation, your voice, your perspectives, your opinions, your views. I'm Moments with me, and you were listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Remember to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media and the me in everything is am I coming up later on tonight 7 p.m. Eastern live on custom qmzreader.com janoreader.com viscosityblend.com futurefm.net and futurefm 98.9 in the Bronx uh, Mount Vernon and Westchester, it is the Rose Solo Show. Have yourselves a wonderful day. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe. See you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. It's a short week this week. Yeah. We won't be on for Thanksgiving Day or the day after. I'm not going to call it Black Friday because we know the history of that. But we won't be on Thanksgiving Day or the day after. We'll be back next week, Monday. But tune in tomorrow for WCW Woman Crush Wednesday. This is Moments with me signing out of QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. No clouds in my stones. Let it rain. I hide your plane in the bank. Coming down.